following is a presentation of Disruption Networks. The following is a presentation of Disruption Networks. The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. When it's your hard-earned money on the line that you are investing into a home, it makes sense to choose a proven professional to assist you in making one of the biggest investments you may ever make. Josh's dedication of over 20 years to the home construction industry allows him to bring knowledge and experience to your doorstep. That means you can feel confident and comfortable with his service to you. Past clients love his attention to detail and thorough written reports. By allowing priceless inspections to help you make a well-informed decision concerning your property, you will find that a quality inspection is priceless. Follow Priceless Inspections on Facebook or call 315-525-8725. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacquan Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacquan Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today. Welcome to EC Radio Podcast. We would like to thank all of our sponsors for joining the Disruption Team and we hope that you will support all of our sponsors. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this program. Oh yeah, baby. You feel that? That's called Monday. But at least it's nice out there. Look at that chicken. I knew what day it was. You did. I'm surprised. I can't believe this. And I got new features here on the board. I'm liking this. This is incredible. Wow. It goes up. It goes down. What's up, everybody? EC Radio, live and direct, disruptionnetwork.net. Go over to the website, check it out. That's what we do. All this awesome content delivered to you daily right here in the beautiful city of downtown Utica. Yeah, it's me, Z. Hope you're enjoying your Monday. Chicken is here, as always, joining me, hanging out. We had a great weekend this weekend. We did. 
We did. We had a lot of fun over at the uh, One World Flower Fest. A lot of fun. We had a blast over there. Big ups to our girl, Angela Johnson, for BB Design for mm-hmm. knocking it out of the park. You know, weather was a little iffy, yeah. and, but people still came out, and it was a lot of fun. And, and you did great, man, setting, you and Todd setting up the podcast. So proud of you guys, Thank you, man. man. Thank you. Stepping up, doing the doing the deed, and you were running around setting up bands and stuff. And yep, Ease like, One had got pulled aside. Like Ease One was supposed to be my sidekick. Yeah, he was supposed to help me out, but then like he got pulled off. He had to do some music. Which kudos to him, man. He know he loves that stuff, and he does a great job. So Todd got a Todd had to come out from behind the camera. East One is the MVP of Flower Fest on on my stage. He's the MVP, hands down. Everybody nice. was digging him up. Like, hey, do you got this song? Do you got that song? Can you do this? Can you do that? And he stepped up, and he was, was on it. He was the DJ on the record. He was only supposed to play like with Amos to know. Yeah, and and like so, I expected him to come over with Amos, do the interview with me, and and, uh, and they end up standing up with ZZ, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he he got pulled aside, and um, but you know you know we break on Ease's balls all the time, but man, that dude is there whenever we need him. So yeah, awesome for you, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. We're lucky we got him. Absolutely. Ain't we lucky we got him? <laughs> Yeah, man. But uh, great time. Big ups to Angela one more time for putting Absolutely. it up. And Michelle Truitt and all the Gia and everybody her whole crew on the committee. There was a great committee that Angela said she formed the Avengers of like <laughs> local people to come together as one and just built this awesome festival. So she did a great job and proud of her. We had a busy weekend. I was crazy yeah. busy this weekend over at the Stanley. We had uh, America on Friday, which Merca. was a great show. Awesome show the other night. And then. We had the Bad Boys of Comedy on Saturday night after Flower Fest with a bunch of funny, funny comedians. And no people, that's not the real Robert De Niro that I took a picture <laughs> with, okay? right? The real Robert Shh. De Niro is five foot one, and that guy was like 6'3", but he was hilarious. I got to tell you the story, though, Chicken. It was absolutely hilarious. I also have to mention, we do have a, a guest in the house, too. We gotta, we'll talk to Chris in just a second, but I have to tell you this story. This guy looks just like Robert De Niro, right? And I've got the cooler full of water. And I didn't know what dressing room they were in. So I'm, I'm wheeling it over. I'm like, hey, what dressing rooms you are? W- which one you in? And, and he's looking at me with the De Niro face. And he's like, hey, it's over there. It's over there. He's going. It's over, and over there. Like that one scene from Goodfellas when he's trying to send Henry Hill's wife. Go around the back. Around the back. It's over there. Over there. He's going. It's over there. I'm like, that's all right. I'll just leave it right here. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely hilarious. It was a pretty funny moment. But uh Great weekend, fun weekend. And then yesterday over at Good Nature Brewery, we were hanging out with uh, my peeps from Creative Concerts and doing uh, a great show. What a venue up there, Chicken. And we're, we're welcome. I've never been up there yet. We're welcome to do a podcast up there anytime we want. Awesome. So we are going to take of advantage of that. They've got delicious beer. Mm. Good Nature Brewery out in Hamilton, New York. Shout out Good Nature Brown. Who's Good Nature mm, Brown now? That's the one of their beers. It's delicious. Oh, yes. yes. I was drinking the blonde. Oh, uh, the Good Natured Blonde. I like the blonde. because mm-hmm. I'm a blonde light... over, over Burnett? Well, it's a, they've got a lot of IPAs mm. and hoppy mm. stuff. So Yeah, you're like me. You like the old man beer. I'm an old man I'm guy. a UC guy. Yeah, me too. I was somewhere Oh, I was, I was somewhere getting a beer, and they like ran out of UC, and I'm like, shit, what do I order? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I'm, I'm lost. My go-to is usually PBR. Mm. PBR? Yeah, if I'm away from the UC territory, I go with PBR. I, I got to tell you a story about PBR. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No, but, no, you're fine, uh, man. So before I moved to New York, I came to New York for a little while, and I stayed with an ex-girlfriend in the city, and I'm a diehard Rangers fan. Me too, brother. Yes. Me you, too, yeah. brother. So I'm like, I look at the schedule, I'm like, man, tonight they're playing the fucking Maple Leafs. I'm going. I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to take the subway. I'm going to get in there. I went, So I go. I go to the game. Got my jersey on. 
get to the front. I look at the sign. It says PBR one night only. I'm like, yo, cheap beer too. Fuck, I'm in. <laughs> Buy the ticket. I'm walking in. And I'm kind of noticing that nobody around me has a Rangers jersey on or any kind of. But I'm like, all right, whatever. Fuck it. I'm walking towards one of the entrances. And I get this weird smell. I'm like, what? What is that? I walk in. It was the Professional Bull Riders Association. <laughs> the game was in Toronto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, PBR, man. I'll never forget that. Did you stick around Set for up. the bull riding? No, I, I left. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed, man. I, watched the, I didn't even watch the Rangers game. I went across the street and watched the Jets game at no. a bar and got drunk. You know what we say around here? Sometimes the pot smokes you. Yeah, <laughs> goddamn right. <laughs> Facts, as the youth say. I ended, <laughs> I ended up down at, uh, checked out the John Devereaux Tavern on on. Friday night. Did you? Yeah, with Joe Driscoll was playing and oh, our homeboy. What a great crowd it was there. I, I turned everywhere I turned around, I knew somebody. I was like bumping in I bumped into people I haven't seen in 15, 20 years. It was great. Then I suddenly hear chicken. I turn around like who the hell is that? Some guy in braids. Oh, you saw yeah. braids. Yeah. Nice. Braids is out there. I'm like, whoa, bro, like what the hell? Where the hell did you come from? And it was just great. It's like every time I turned around, there was somebody else uh, hanging out there, all love and Handshakes and kisses, man. It was a great night. I had a lot of fun there at John Tavern. John, yeah. Devereaux Tavern. John Devereaux Tavern. As a matter of fact, uh, Jordan Davies was at, from the JDT, was at Good Nature yesterday. He was working that night as well. He's always working. Kid's working hard. Kid is working hard. Joining us in the studio, we have the new guy on the block, if you will. The new kid on the block? Yeah, he's kind of the new kid on the block. The poor bastard. He comes all the way up from Florida, right? (laughs) And and they get stuck in central New York. And you're not really stuck. He's stuck with Roe to like it a little bit. But Chris Perez, an amazing musician. And let me tell you something, man. And I told Chicken, and I talked about this. The day after you guys played at 12 North, Beside the Sun is the name of the band, with our good friend Nate Keita, Josh Crossman, uh, Mark, Mark, <laughs> Mark Dangler, and... Uh, and that's it. Mikey Santoro. Oh, I forgot Santoro. I yes. forget, duh. Sorry, Santoro. Yes. <laughs> and Mikey Santoro. And those guys knocked it out of the park. And I came back and talked about it, like oh, how awesome you, it was. And this kid's got, he's got it. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. No, he's got super raw talent. And we're continuing with raw talent week here on EC Radio. Because <laughs> I feel like the, you do. You got it, man. You've, there's uh there's some soul in there, man. There's a lot of colors going on in your soul. Thank you very much, man. I, I, that's what I've been doing. That I've been performing since 2002 in Florida, and I, you know, so uh, by a strange turn of events, I ended up here in Central New York. And when I got here, I was just seeking out the best band I could find. So I started hitting up uh, Big Apple Music, mm-hmm. uh, and I met Josh Crossman from the band uh, that you guys probably know. Autumn Fire and then Mason's Revolt. It's Mason's Revolt, right? Yeah, I miss and that band. Yeah, people say that, and I just said, you know, I went to, I got to, I got the opportunity to see Autumn Fire. They, I think they do a yearly show at Twelve North. Yep, every year. So I, I, he's like, yeah, we're playing it. I went out, cool, cr- like a big crowd, and they sounded great. So I'm like, uh, ching, jackpot! I finally met the guys that we, I could actually start a serious band with. You were, so you were at Twelve North that night. I was there. Oh, cool. Yep. I was there. Yeah, they they, you, <clears throat> they don't really slouch when it comes to singers in those bands too. I mean, they're great oh, musicians yeah. themselves, and every it seems like every band they have, they they find great musicians. You know, yeah, they, they were all great, and I you know, uh, and I was just so happy that because I you know I live I moved from Deerfield Beach, Florida to Rome, New York. Where's Deerfield Beach? So Deerfield, think East Coast, Hollywood uh, Beach. Boca Raton. I love Hollywood Beach. I, I'm from Hollywood originally. That's where I went to school. But uh, think Boca Raton, about ten minutes south. 
Oh, okay. Deerfield. Uh, about, uh, it's like 40 minutes from Hollywood. Nice. But yeah, so I moved up here and it was a total, like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> What's going on? Why does this bar I'm at feel like I'm going to get murdered? <laughs> and like, it's a, it was a big culture shock, but uh, when I saw them play and I saw the, the scene that there was actually some kind of life, I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and then Josh hit me up. He's like, let's do this. And we wrote a couple songs the first night we jammed and it was it's just, that's it. And Nate made the band name and I love those guys. Yeah, Nate's a great drummer. I mean, they're all phenomenal musicians. Yeah, they absolutely are. I've always yeah. wanted to play with Nate. We never really got to do it. And <laughs> I'm saying we but, should start that thing uh, we were talking about. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but uh, no, you, it was an amazing show that day and knocked it out of the park for a debut for a band to debut like that. I I can think of one other band that debuted just as big, and that's it. Usually, it's just like you, you're thrown in first and you got to play in front of everybody and you go and there's mm. really no crowd there but you know there was support in the crowd and Misucci yeah. put together in Misucci and Mossy do a great job when it comes to bringing people together yeah it was great the turnout was unbelievable I was so shocked and every it was like what you just said the chicken just said it was like all love and I'm new like I don't really barely know anyone and it was still all love and that just shows a lot for the people around here and the people that come out to shows and that's another thing since I moved up here I've noticed the quality of people is different than from where I'm from. Um, and that's good. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not telling me anything I don't know, yeah. boy. <laughs> they say they call uh, South Florida, uh, what is it, uh, a sunny place for shady people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's not. all of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, you, you notice that all the crazy news stories always come out of Florida. Oh, God. Uh, we were talking about Charlemagne the God earlier, but he always says the craziest people in the world come out of the Bronx. And all of Florida. So. <laughs> the Bronx, too. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's because that whole, like, borough is always on fire. Yeah. I feel like there's always... I was born in the Bronx. Where are you? Really? Shout out, Co-op City. And, and, and live in Florida. So what's wrong uh, with Well, you? when I, w- I was born in the Bronx, my, mo- my, parent, my family moved to uh, Florida when I was nine. So I lived there most of my life. Let's back up and talk about childhood. Um, Growing up in Florida, you, were you into music? What were you doing? Playing oh, sports? Yeah. Uh, well, I played hockey. Did you? Yeah. A boy? Yeah. <laughs> I started playing hockey young after Mighty Ducks came out. And for real, dude, I was obsessed with that shit. And then um, I started singing in like uh, my brother. My brother and my mom are singers as well. And my brother was in R&B kind of groups and shit. And this was like the 90s. So R&B was huge. Yeah, of course. So I, lo- I grew up. Yes. You know, shy. Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Silk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I grew up singing shit like that. And then um, when I got of age, like, you know, 16, 17, all the rock that was out was garbage. It was like Creed and just stuff I couldn't latch on to. So I stayed all hip hop until I was about 20 years old. And then a friend in college, uh, I went to FAU, shout out Owls. Uh, a friend in college was like, yo, I got to show you this band. And it was Deftones. And that changed my whole shit. Like, then I, I stopped listening to all rap. And I went all to metal, heavy shit. And and that just made me, now uh, now I do everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I was going to say, Flirties have a huge metal scene. Like, yeah. Marilyn Manson came out of Manson, thing. Spooky Kids was there. Yeah. Limp Bizkit was there. Jacksonville, but still. Yeah. They had, a, they had a good scene when I was young. Well, but Manson was... Early was, 90s. Yeah. Oh, so that's around the same time as Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that usher into the second wave of that grunge era type. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. The, the mocking of the grunge. Oh, but then, but then, which is, this is a crazy story. I started getting into rock music and the big band from around me was Nonpoint. 
Oh, oh I love and that. I started. I started listening. I'm like, man, Great this band. band is fucking awesome. What oh, about Shine Down too? They're from down there too. They are. They're a little bit later. Uh-huh. Uh, they're amazing too. I've seen them a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. But one of my favorite shows I ever was at was a non-point show at this small bar in Florida, and I'm like, that's what I'm doing with my life. And fast forward, I formed a southern rock metal band called Beauty to the Moon. And we were playing some club, and the the drummer from Nonpoint was there, and he's like, "Dude, you got you got to open for me." And awesome. every time they would come, th- we would open for them, oh, and we, we formed like a click with Nonpoint, and that was fucking up. that was dope. Yeah. So what a day. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good pun. Yeah. <laughs> Good pun. They played up and around here a lot. Oh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I remember them being at the Lost Rise, and I know they played. Uh, we seen them at uh, DFB, right? Yeah, what, up in what, Syracuse. In Syracuse, mm-hmm. it was a bunch of years ago. They played with Nine Ball and those guys. Yep. Uh, dr- uh, Drowning Pool. Drowning uh, Pool. Yeah. Which I thought, like, I, I, those bands, my favorites were Nine Point, Point, Drowning Pool, and Nine Ball. Yeah. Huh. I thought they killed it. For me, yeah, that day I thought Nine. Nonpoint stole the show. I was about oh, to say nine awesome. ball, nine ball too. <laughs> they're a great boys. band, but I have a fucked up story about them. Yeah, uh, you know Elias, the singer. I don't so, know him personally. Well, but you know who he is, the yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, so we were, we were opening for them, and I'm cool with the drummer. I haven't really talked to the singer, even though the singer is a big influence on you know. Because I was like, wow, that's amazing. When I was younger, and I said, uh, we opened first time we opened for them. We're passing each other, we're walking past each other. We had already played. I'm like, yo, Elias, man, like. I just want you to know, like, your band is, like, one of the reasons I even play music. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, did you did you catch our set? He's like, no, nah, man, I was sleeping in the bus. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that old saying goes, never meet your heroes. Yeah, <laughs> deflated. But they're still cool guys. But you don't Shout know. I mean, point. like, you don't know, like, what his schedule is like. Right. Too. Oh, yeah. He probably is like, holy shit, I better get some rest before I yeah. go on and put on a good show. Yeah, exactly. Man, there's no hate. There's probably, like, no Shout out real insult. Yeah, I like Nonpoint, man. Elias. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. You had a good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So that was your thing. Were you guys gigging all around Florida, or were you just doing, like, the, the east coast of Florida, regional? Well, I uh, before I started that uh, metal Southern Rock Band Beauty to the Moon. I was, uh, when MySpace was big, I was in this punk rock band called Westview. Mm-hmm. And we got signed to the small label. This is like 2005, 2006. And we moved to LA and we were playing out there. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, we played all over the country. We opened for Sugar Cold a couple times. Remember them? No. Yeah. Uh, I'm bouncing off the walls again. Whoa. I got you. Opened for them a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then, uh, yeah, when basically for Beauty to the Moon, we were only in Florida because we were just open for all the major acts that came through because mm-hmm. we were all too broke to tour. Yeah, yeah. Basically. But, yeah, that was a, that was that was a really good experience. We broke up later, like we formed a, and then we formed a blues band that got pretty popular around there. And then I started gigging full time. Right on, nice DJ East One checking in. What's up? What's up, East One? Though that's an, a manly thing to, for you to do is come move up closer to your daughter. Oh, thank you, man. You know, no, seriously. Oh, that that was my that's what I was gonna say because down there I made mostly all of my living playing music, mm-hmm. and up here I. You know, I can't do that. There's no real industry for it, at least in the winter. You know, and I don't know anybody, so it's been a kind of a transition for me. But I'm, I'm getting there, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah, slowly but surely. You know, you you'll. It's weird how you go through your journey of life and you bump into all these people that are impactful and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and you know, you going to Big Apple Music was you mm-hmm. know, that was meant to be type of thing. And yeah, of course, that's where you're going to gravitate to. Yeah, exactly. And you know, a lot of people talk about like the secret. All that bullshit with the energy. It's not bullshit, but, you know, 
uh, they leave out a big part of it. Like, yes, you can you have to visualize things and you have to make them happen, but you also have to go for it. Right. You can't just fucking think about it and it's going to appear. Right. I went into Big Apple like five times before uh, Josh called me, you know, like I was fucking persistent, you know, and that's how you have to be. You got to go for what you want. And that, you know. And now that, you know, people are seeing your talents and seeing what you're doing, you're going to be in, like, seven different bands. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, guys. Uh, I'm beside the, sun, beside the sun all day, every day. But also, I'm trying to start a blues band out here. So if you're a blues guitarist and, you know, want to play some music or some hip-hop, I love that shit, too. So. Have you uh, journeyed on into the Syracuse music scene at all? I did. Uh, I was going to tell you about this. I had some, I have um, some students. I taught at a uh, private music school called cool School of Rock. You did? Yes. So that's in Florida. That's an actual place in Florida. Right. And one of my students um, is in a band called Brother Sundance. Shout out Brother Sundance. And they just got picked. Uh, Apple Music, iTunes, they, they're, they're being promoted by Apple. And they played up here in Syracuse last week at this place called um, Spark Spark Art. It's like a record store uh, venue. And I went to I see them. Oh, Spark I mean, Art Venue, I think it's called. I'll have to look into this one. Yeah. And I saw them. They were great. They were cool. Um, and then I, you know, got to, you know, traveling around Armory Square. I went to Funkin' Waffle, that place. I saw a cool band there. And I'm like, man, there's actually life out here, oh, yeah. you know? And I, I think that maybe I'll uh, I'll move closer to that area because there's more gigs. Yeah, check out the Lost Horizons and other places. I've heard of Lost Horizon. Yeah, I've never been there yet. Um, there's a, a million and one, you know. Right. There's tons of that. We're going to have to take the kid out one day. <laughs> please. <laughs> gonna have... Please, just take me out, man. I'm a good wingman. <laughs> tons of shows at the brewery. I mean, there's just, there are venues out here. There's a ton. And mm -hmm. there's a ton of talent in this area. And I'm sure, you know, we can auction you off or something yes please please <laughs> highest bidder it's like a dating game for bands <laughs> right right <laughs> well i have a ton of friends that are professional musicians in the area and are out doing it at a high yes. level and making yeah. money off it so that's all i'm looking to do and there's a ton of musicians out there looking to do it too so all right we'll, 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 we'll get it going i always feel like vocalist seems like the hardest one to find yeah well around here right you, when you're in a major market you could they're a dime a dozen but around here and nobody sings. Everybody plays drums and guitar around here. Right. You know? But it's also it's a double-edged sword because if you're the vocalist, like, I've always wanted to be a bass player or a guitar player because then I could really be in 10 bands. Uh, as a vocalist, like, I have to be the front man. And no matter... You you're know, the sound of the band. Right. Musicians, like, we appreciate the music. And I do. I, I look at every musician, but just the general public just looks at me. So it's like, it's hard for me to jump around from band to band without it getting... You know, weird. Well, it's like uh, Rodney James Dio. If he was in, like, yeah. several different bands, like, what separates them from weird. Dio? I mean, like, certain people like uh, Corey Taylor can pull it off. Yeah. But it almost, there's sometimes that, you know, uh, 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 what's the other band? You know, Slipknot sounds just like Stone, um, Stone Sour. Sour. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times it seems almost like yeah. the same band. You think so? There's certain songs. Uh, Rest in peace, Dio. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> ah. All right, and he's from the area. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Cortland, New York. Wow. Oh, like, that's that's close, right? Like, uh, southwest of here, about. Also, you guys got um, uh, the blues guy, the blues guy, Smoking Joe, Joe Bonamassa, Joe Bonamassa, fucking Massa. I yeah. saw him in Florida. He was incredible. 
Can you can you just say that again? Joe fucking Bonamassa was incredible. He was incredible. He was incredible. And you've seen him in Florida, and he yep. rocked it, right? He because here he, we go. You're getting you know, heated right he, now. You wait, see me feeling right me, now. I have a good Joe Bonamassa story. Yeah. Remember I told you we started a blues band? Uh-huh. Okay, so the guitar player from that blues band started or joined another popular blues band in Florida called J.P. Soares and the Red Hots. Right? They're a big band out there. They played a show in Germany, and they opened for Joe Bonamassa. And my guitar player was geeking out. But he's like, dude, Joe Bonamassa. Joe Bonamassa wouldn't even talk to him. Really? He tried to talk to him, and he blew him off, like, uh, like asshole-ishly. Uh-oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Uh-huh. But, but on another note, he's incredibly talented. Yeah. yeah. Well, I here comes my soapbox. All but right. he, he was born and raised here. Yeah. And uh, there's a great legendary rock and roll story. When he graduated high school, he pulled up on the tour bus, got his diploma, yep. got back on the bus, and took off. I was there. And Whoa. Seen the whole thing. Like, That's pretty badass. The guy, the guy should have streets named after him in this town. Well, they mention sh- who was on that bus. What, uh, who was on that bus was Sammy Hagar's son, Robbie Krieger's son, Miles Davis's son, Ugh. and uh, Barry Oakley's son from the Allman Brothers. Well, there's, uh, the, wow. there's the Doors, too. Uh, Robbie Krieger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I yeah. forgot you said the Wow. Doors. And that was all their sons. They, they were called Bloodline, and you know they did their thing, and Joe was the only one that didn't have like rock and roll roots right. in the band, but he was just this phenomenal guitar player. Whoa. But my issue is the local community snubs the guy. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many people in this town because there's a lot of haters in this town. It happens. It's You'll get that in any town, yep. I guess. But for some reason, he's hated amongst some communities around here. And it's it's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. The guy's got Grammy Awards. He's played with Clapton. He is blues right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not even really. He's kind of swayed away from the blues. He it's mixes, like, metal roll, in it. Like, right. that's what I noticed about him. Like, he came out in Florida, and he was fucking just shredding the guitar, and he mixes the pentatonic, which it just, it's like rock, but blues, but metal. Yeah. And then he sings, and you're like, fuck. Like, like he really can sing. And that, you know, I don't take, I don't say that lightly. He really can sing his ass off. And that's, that for me, he could have just done that, and I would have been like, he killed it. But then he's just shredding. Like I don't know why anybody would hate on him, except if he was an asshole to you, right? <laughs> and that could be it. Yeah, that could be it. He could be a prick. There was some negative press that he had when he would perform in Syracuse and around here, and you know, and he doesn't even want to play around here anymore. So uh, I don't know. But it's just a shame. I would. It love, is a shame. I would love to do an interview with him. Yeah, me too. Love it. Yeah. We got our producer working on it, but we'll see what happens. You think maybe it's because like blues is like a small market, and I he's said so big. He's so good, and he's so big in that scene that when people don't know who he is, he's like, yo, like, the fuck. And, <laughs> well, and you, I mean, everyone knows Stevie Ray Vaughan. Everyone knows BB yeah. King, and you yeah. know, like he's played with guys, mm-hmm. you know, those guys. And not Stevie, but he played well, with Baby King. Baby King, and, and when he was like twelve, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like so, and but because it's such a small niche, mm. it's not super popular. Yeah. You know, it's not he's like playing, you know, you know, TD Bopper music or anything like that. It's more intricate, more mm-hmm. you know, uh, mature type music. Exactly. So I wonder if like that's kind of like why he got a little ostracized by it. But I don't know, man. Like the guy, like when I'm watching TV and I'm watching like that metal show and and the band Tesla. Mm. Who is, is going off about how great Joe Bonamassa is, and and he's not even metal, yeah. and he's on that metal show, and he wasn't even a guest, and they're just going on and on and on how great this guy is, mm-hmm. but yet in his own hometown he's he's got no love. 
Yeah, you got to check out some of the Black Country community and stuff too. They did with Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple, mm. Jason Bonham on drums. Oh, sh- it's it just gives that whole seventies classic rock vibe to them. Like, What's it called? Black Country Communion. Okay, I'll check it out. It's incredible, incredible. It's more of like seventies rock and roll. It, it kicks ass. Huh. It absolutely kicks. Yeah, ass. I definitely respect him as a musician. And yeah. if you're, uh, you know, I heard. Listen, I told you I'm into hip hop. I hear rappers talk about this all the time. Like when rappers blow up and they get popular, they have to move out of where they're from because there's so much hate towards yep. them. And it's like, man, there's so many haters out there, man. There is. Like, why? It sucks. Like, why can't you just support people? Like, that just... It, it, but I, if, you, uh, if you did a reality show like, you know, America's Got Talent, they're, they're holding banners all over the place for that 15 minutes you're out there, and everyone's like, yeah, we got to support them. But then the guys are out there hitting the grind and gigging and doing shows and putting their work out there. They're like, oh... They're too good for us. They're coming out. Yeah. They're not going to support anymore. It's like, <laughs> I don't get it. It's a shame. And the other, the jealousy thing too. Like, for instance, this weekend, I got my picture taken with a Robert De Niro impersonator, <laughs> and and I've got all these. I am so jealous. You should just let people think it was really. <laughs> I did. I didn't comment on any of them. I just <laughs> right now I'm going public with it that it wasn't really Robert De Niro. The guy's six four. De Niro's like five one. You couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> Plus De Niro's freaking like seventy something years old now. Right. You know this guy looked like Jimmy Conway. You know Goodfellas character. <laughs> <laughs> he still looked like him. But anyways, I'm so jealous. Comments. I'm like, guys, you're jealous of a Robert De Niro impersonator. <laughs> That's what you're jealous well, you seen of. It when you met Sansa Stark. When I met Sansa Stark, yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty epic. But yes, I, it was like. Why are you so jealous? I'm yeah, happy. Like, if it. you were to meet, like, Derek Jeter, I'd be like, oh, my God, dude, I'd fucking love yeah. for meeting him. Like, I would be so happy. Why do you put a negative emotion on something positive for somebody else? Yeah, and like, you work weird. in an industry where you're going to meet these people. All the time. You know what I mean? And you've been yelled at by people that you were uh, that were your idols. I know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dave Mustang is yelling at you for driving too fast. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. You got to hear that story. Come on. You want me to tell Dave Mustaine's story? <laughs> yeah. right, so I was working this gig, and uh, my job was to bring the talent to press mm-hmm. so they could do interviews and go back and forth. So I'm on this golf cart, and it's one of those extended golf carts where you, you know you have a row and then another row. There's like four or five extra rows. Mm-hmm. Six-seater? So I've got, yeah, a six-seater. So I got Megadeth on, and Dave's right behind me. And, dude, this thing, this golf cart is not moving. It's not. It's not moving at all. It's real slow. And now he's yelling at me that I'm going too fast <laughs> and because I got too close to one of the, the this van, and I wasn't really that close. But he's like, hey, you got to slow down. And I'm thinking in my head, am I getting yelled at by Dave Mustaine right now? <laughs> this, this is so weird, right? Awesome. So uh, then I go in and stuff, and, and I drop him off, and he comes over to me. He goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. It was, it was the same day Nick Menza died. His oh, old drummer. Oh, and he was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. But I did think you were going. He had to throw that little dig in there. All I right. did think you were going a little too fast. Oh, my God. Right, so it's all right, buddy. So. I was going to say, if he said to ask you how your day's going, it's like, so good so far, so what? Yeah, that's, a <laughs> shit. that's a good story. Man. But I, I did get to take him to the demolition derby that day, too, which was kind of cool. I have a funny story. I met. I remember I told you I was in that punk rock band for a minute. Yeah, that yeah. West, it was called Westview. We want, I shit you not, we once opened for Joan Rivers at this club, at this bar in New York City called The Cutting Room. The Cutting Room, yeah. yeah. The Cutting Room. Yeah. Uh, dude, it was the weirdest gig ever. But. They, uh, Joan Rivers roasted the shit out of us for what we were wear- wearing. We're in the back with her. We met her. She's like, what the f- you get dressed in the dock? Like, what is this shit? <laughs> like, you guys are all like sweet boys? I'm like, yes. 
It was one of the best moments of my life. Oh my <laughs> god, that's great. Rest in peace, Joan Rivers. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> story. Roasted by Riv- Joan Rivers. Yes. Was she was great. one of the greatest too of she roasting was great, too. Yeah. Man. She was so funny, man. She's kinda she, hot. <laughs> She's mostly she was mostly plastic. <laughs> yeah. They didn't bury her, they recycled her. <laughs> hey, I would have done I would have done it. <laughs> It's almost like banging a golden girl. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have done it. That's absolutely great story. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Chris Perez joining with joining us beside the sun. Give uh, you got uh, a Facebook or a website or anything for the band? Yeah, I think our Instagram is beside the sun music, uh-huh. and uh, on Facebook it's also beside the sun music. And we we have a CD coming out very soon. We have a live EP already done. And uh, I love the music we're doing, man. It's it's really good. It's really refreshing, and I I think it, people are gonna like it up here. I I 100% agree with it. It was a fresh new sound that night. And I'm going back to the 12 North night, your debut. All three bands that played that night have a fresh new sound. Our boys from Trampoline Jetstream, of course, New Radio Etiquette, both have been on the show many times. That's a very talented show, right there. Right. Mm-hmm. It it was. Uh, it was a great show with, and then these guys with their debut, and these guys knocked it out of the park that night. I wanted Thank to you. go, but I had to work, man. I, yeah, that's mm. a show I'd really like to see. It, 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 trampoline gesture was great. It was it was kind of weird, not weird. It was kind of unique because like the the genres were all different, mm-hmm. but it fit so well together. And trampoline gesture, those are we were talking earlier. Those guys are like kid. They're young, really young, and really talented. And uh, new radio etiquette is like uh, very. It's like punk hardcore, which I'm I'm into. That's what I grew up on, and they're kind of. I feel like they're bringing that back a little bit, which was awesome. It was just such a good show, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <coughs> we got Derek checking in. He said, "Tell Chris, uh, Bru- Bruce Room sucks ass with Allegan." Derek, oh, Bruce Room, Bruce oh room. shit, that's a bar I used to work at in, on the beach in Florida. Derek, what's up, Derek? That guy's a fucking maniac. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. He's a maniac, man. He's had a crazy story where he went out. He goes to every show imaginable. And he went out with this girl, and she stole all his shit like from the hotel room. And he got the cops involved. And Shout out, Derek, man. I hope you're doing all right. <laughs> wow. Derek. Thanks no, for he's a good dude, man. If everybody's watching this right now, if they could just click the share button, it would be helping us out a lot. Wait, they can see us? They can see us. Oh, yeah, we're right there. See, you're right there, buddy. See? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, there you are. Hey, Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) We're on, like, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Streamy, Periscope. All right, let me ask you guys a question. Where I'm from, it's usually, it's very liberal. South Florida is. Up here, it's a little different. Uh I've noticed there's a lot of Trump supporters up here, like oh. a lot, a lot. Isn't it ridiculous? It is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um, what, what? <laughs> I'm gonna change it up totally. What do you guys feel about Kanye West? I hated him before. <laughs> I hate him still. <laughs> you Wait, know, you know what got me is when he went on there and said he was the l- biggest rock star in America. Y- yeah. And I love Corey Taylor's ridiculous. reply. He's like, "You're not even a rock star." Yeah, exactly. You got to play rock music. Be a co- a rock star. Wait, but did you hate him before because of his personality or because of his music? Both. You hate his music. I'm not a fan of his music. I Even mean, the never, beginning stuff? Never really impressed me. Hmm. I, what a, it was like never anything that was like, oh, man, this guy is great. Like, give him the genius title. I think there's so much better talent out hmm. there than this loudmouth idiot. Like, he would be nothing with if he wasn't still married to one of the Kardashians. Like, that's the only, I feel like that's the only way he stays relevant. Have you ever listened to College Dropout? No. Okay. Well... That that album and the one after that are pure genius hip hop. They changed hip hop. I don't know if you're a hip hop fan. 
A little more old school stuff. Okay, so 90s kind of shit. Okay, well, those two albums, like, if you really listen to them, they changed hip-hop. They were amazing. He's, in my opinion, he's a genius musically. Well, if you change hip-hop, and hip-hop kind of is garbage now. It is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't change it. Thanks, asshole. No, he didn't change it. He actually did good stuff. Like, I don't like his newer stuff or whatever, and I don't like his personality at all. But what I was asking, why I ask you guys is because I'm wondering what people up here think about him wearing the MAGA hat. And him saying that I love Donald Trump. What do you think about that? I think it's a slap in the face to the black community is what I think it is. I agree with you. I think he lost his black card. This is the you same know? guy that went and t- said that um, President Bush, President Bush is a real. Yeah. Did you see that President, after uh, Kanye West wore the MAGA hat and said, I love Trump, whatever, President Bush tweeted, Kanye West hates black people. Uh, <laughs> did he really? Yes. <laughs> yes. For the win. <laughs> We got Derek Koch checking in. He says, Kanye went mental when his mom died before all that. He was amazing. Thank you, Derek. Derek knows, man. (laughs) Chicken, I want you to listen to the first two Kanye West albums. Even if you're not a hip-hop fan, just what he he made all of it. He didn't just, he's not like a rapper that made the beat, that rapped on the beats. He made all that music, and it's it's really good. See, like, today, actually, I did the album thing, your album Top 20 or whatever, and Onyx. Was oh, I loved back Onyx. The dude. fuck up, dude, That's yeah. my set. Onyx, DMX, too, you know, House of Pain, you know, Cypress Hill. That that's the stuff that I like. You know, Doctor Dre, Snoop. All DMX is amazing, man. Yeah, you know, that, that's just, I, I love DMX. He's uh, he, like he he goes right in with all the um the metal bands when I'm at the gym. You know, he yes. hypes me up. You know, yeah, like, man. He gets you pumped. So Used same to thing be my Onyx. dog. You was in my left titty. Dream <laughs> ride or die. Thought you would die with me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't oh, good. I, like today's rap. I really can't get into it. I'm old school as well. Yeah, you know, I like. Yeah, I grew you don't up. like Little Pump? Come on. I don't even know what Little Pump is, man. Good. <laughs> That's what I do before bed. I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Little Pump is. And, and now, who's the biggest artist out there right now is uh, um, Post Malone. Oh yeah, and he's originally from Syracuse. Actually, yeah, he moved down to Houston or something, and he's like the biggest thing going. And I listen to it, and I'm like, I just can't get into it. You know why he's good? Well, he's not good. Well, he's not great. <laughs> uh, the reason I think he's okay is because he's actually a musician. He shreds on guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and, but he's getting a lot of flack for being an appropriator. So a lot of black people say they're just appropriate. He's just appropriating culture because he oh. there's videos of him on YouTube covering Bob Dylan songs before he was famous. Oh wow, singing like that. All right, so yeah, so, which is cool. I think that that's cool. Me too. Like, I think like why you're not appropriating shit. Like the biggest rapper of all time is white. So Eminem is the, there's nobody been bigger than him. I th- I think. I well, know. now what do you mean bigger though? Bigger album sales, or you mean bigger like popularity wise, or bigger? Mm, and I feel, I feel point. there's there's many ways to look at that. But I also look at a lot of people when they talk about you know hip hop and, and huge hip hop artists, they always tend to leave out the Beastie Boys. Yeah, and the Beastie Boys, I mean, they found mm. they they discovered LL Cool J. You know, what I mean, that they got they've been out for a long, long time. But I think because they had such a weird blend of sounds, a lot of people kind of leave them out of that hip hop. Yeah, you know. it was like punk hop. Well, they originally started as like yeah, a they punk were punk band, band. right? Yeah, Ed Greg on a mojo and all that stuff. Yeah, but I feel like you know when you go back through the the history of hip hop, a lot of people end up leaving out the Beastie Boys. That's true, and they again they were they were a white rap group, and white white artists have made hip hop just as much as black artists. I mean, they haven't been as popular like it. You're never going to be Biggie or Tupac like that. Like, but I feel like a lot a big reason why they're so popular is because of the story. 
Right. Because, mm-hmm. like, would they still be popping right now? And they don't tell stories there? anymore. They don't tell yeah, that life-growing story. And yeah. that's what's missing, the realism, yeah. the political aspect of hip-hop. That's yeah. missing. Yeah. Like, I love Pump Academy growing up. <laughs> you know, things like uh, NWA, that straight out of Compton changed my life. They being, stood for something. Being the white yeah. kid from East Utica changed yeah. my life. It yeah. did. You watch straight out of Compton, and you're like, It was authentic. Guys, Right, like yeah. you've seen how they lived and what they put up with, it, and they put it on paper, and they 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 showed the world what's really going on. Yeah, you know? it's way different now. Dave Bandage it's- checking, and he says the college dropout and late registration are. I presume the albums Chris is talking about. I fully agree; they're fantastic albums. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you, Dave. So Dave knows, and Kate's checking in. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Kate. Kate! Happy birthday, Kate! Kate, uh, can't believe it's her birthday. We got to give her a yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Wow, you don't even know Kate, and you know Kate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's probably heard the story. Wait, is it, it not Nate's wife? Is it? No, no, oh. no. She, uh, she's having a little her marquee, and you know, shooting the guns up in the air. Uh, yeah, that's her thing. For, uh, uh, for Dave, I want to say a little Kanye quote from that first album. Uh, even though I went to college and dropped out of school quick, I always had a PhD, a pretty huge dick. <laughs> Thank and then he became a pretty huge dick. He did. How weird. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy Derek is checking. He said, what about KRS-One? Well, the lyrical yeah. miracle that guy was. The lyrical miracle. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was. Boogie Down Productions. Yeah. That's some good stuff. That was uh, that's some good old school hip-hop. I like that. EPMD. There's some good new guys coming out, though. You ever heard of that kid Token? Token, yes. Token's yes. good, man. We'll give you that. Yeah, he's a good rapper. He and is. I like J. Cole. J. I like, Cole. Um, there's some good stuff. Most I like some, a little bit of Kendrick Lamar. Some stuff yeah. that he's doing. He's all right. Um, but I, it's just changed so much. Yeah. You know, I, I, what Chicken said about telling stories and giving the whole realism of growing up and what mm-hmm. they were dealing with on a day to day basis in the political aspect of hip hop, that's totally missing. It's gone. Let's mm-hmm. bring that back. Yeah. We should. And especially the, this day and age. Yeah. Like, what's going on in the world and how fucked up our country is right now? And yeah. this we, is what we should be t- rapping about. We were talking about one of those bands uh, off air was uh, Prophets of Rage. Yeah. They're actually doing that. They're bringing that style back again. The thing with that is that though they're so, they're our age. So they're right. so, the kids can't relate. Even You know, they there needs to be young like aggressive blood in there fucking mm-hmm. going for it. And I feel like the rock scene is the same situation. Like mm-hmm. both rock and rap, they need that like um social conscience. Yeah. That like bring it back. Tell that story, you know. There's a Leave guy named Vic Mensa that signed a Rockefeller that's um he's trying to do that, but it's still commercial. So Know. You know what else is missing from the whole rock and roll? A, a, like a new designer psychedelic or some kind of new drug <laughs> is missing from, you know, because remember, like, EDM got big because they're all trolling on ecstasy Molly or whatever. Like Molly and Perkins. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, like, back in the 60s, you had LSD, and then yeah. in the 70s, it was cocaine, and then in the 80s, it was more cocaine. <laughs> now all the kids are sipping lean and, like, just overdosing on opiates, which is a fucking nightmare. Oh, it is, man. Yeah. It's it. <sighs> Pur- yeah, pur- purple drink or whatever. Drink a drink, purple drink, purple, purple drink. drink. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and then you got songs like Molly Percocet that are out there. Yeah, putting the that in these kids' brains, it's just not painting a good picture. No, it's not. No. I mean, it's one thing when you're precedence. singing about smoking weed, you know, that can't kill you. Yeah, you know that everyone's been smoking weed since you know back in Willie Nelson's day. Shout out weed, it's amazing. Absolutely, <laughs> but you know when you're you know Molly Percocet, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, Post Malone does that shit all the time. You know that big hit he had this year, uh, Rockstar? 
Nope. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I've been popping pills and fucking bitches. I've been feeling like a rock, rock star. star. Yeah. You ever heard that? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> 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 oh, good. It's not great, but it was a huge hit, and they all talk about that shit, so. But they, they uh, glorify it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, I mean, Eminem will sing about it, but, you, you know, people talk about when he's at a party and he mm. does it and this and that happens, whatever. But mm. you're, like, over-glorifying, like, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. You know I mean, like, it, it just, I don't know. Take some acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat some mushrooms. It's natural. There you go. <laughs> I'm missing, like, Jurassic 5. Oh, my God. Remember J5? Yeah. That was a great hip-hop group. Like, that was a fun band you you listen to. Who was the guy that rapped like this? There was one dude that rapped super deep like that. I forgot their names, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bandage is saying as long as Atmosphere and Aesop Rock is still putting out stuff, he's happy with hip-hop. Yeah. I mean, Aesop Rock's amazing. Atmosphere is amazing. Atmospheres are good. God loves ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Some, there is some good stuff though. Now that he's yeah. saying, well, it's not that there's, and I believe there's good stuff in in rock and metal as well. It's just not what's being put out there to people. The, you know, it's not popular. Honestly, man, the only bands I've heard in the past like ten years that I'm like, oh, that's really good rock music. And I don't know if you guys like these bands, but I uh, slight, uh, not slightly stupid. Highly suspect. Highly suspect. Yeah. It's good. They get a neat sound. They're cool. They kind of blend a couple things together. And uh, what's that other one? Almost no. Let's go to war. Let's go to war. Who is that? Uh, oh, um, uh, these are the time. Oh, nothing more. Nothing more. Yeah, I, I think they're phenomenal. They're great. They're great. But there's nothing else. <laughs> so rock is kind of dry too, a little bit. Like I haven't heard great bands. Well, you got that new um. Led Zeppelin style band. Oh, uh, Greta Von Fleet. Greta Von Fleet. It's kind of a fun sound. Yes. I'm not even a huge Zeppelin fan because it's so overplayed. Yeah. But you know, hearing that, it's 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 fresh mm. but nostalgic too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's I, a I, great. Uh, no, they're good. They're. It's a band that like you tune, you put it on loud, and you turn down the windows and crank it out while you're driving down the road. It, yeah. You know that's what it's good for. Band is just saying tuna was the verbal human monster. <laughs> Herman Munster. I'm sorry, Herman Munster. That's that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I like my favorite band. Uh, my favorite old school band, uh, hands down, is Aerosmith. I don't know why. What? It just they've always just been. I just love Aerosmith so much. I think Dream On is the best rock and roll song ever written. But my favorite wrote current that seventeen on piano. Yeah, that's crazy. Dream on! And it's oh, still okay. played every day today. Yeah, it's an amazing song. It's it just is. got a great message. And Eminem's cover of it was good, too. But um, the other one, my favorite band, I don't know if you guys know this band, but it's Circa Survive. They were just here in oh. Philly. I drove down to go see them. That's what this tattoo is. This is the cover of their second album, On Letting Go. It's just a great, great band. Very low, not local, but very underground, but still have diehard fans like me. So Circus to Survive? Sur- it's Circa Survive. Oh, Circa Survive. A uh, singer from that band is named Anthony Green. He's got his own, uh, you know, solo stuff too, but great band, man. Derek's uh, saying uh, Frank Turner. What about Frank? Oh, Frank Turner's awesome. You guys know Frank Turner? No, I don't. He's like a, he's like a folky country kind of guy. He's awesome, man. He's oh. a, he's a solo act, but he, he's pretty big. He get, he sells out shows. Right on. Frank Turner, man. He Yeah, me and him used to geek out over Frank Turner back in the day. What would be that dream band you would fill in with? Oh, man. What would be th- that one? Uh, They're like, come on, kid. You got to come on the road with Glassjaw. Glassjaw? Really? Yeah. Yeah? I love Glassjaw, man. <laughs> Definitely Glassjaw. And people say I sound like him sometimes, so. Yeah? Yeah. Not non-point, huh? Ooh. Sitting on your ass all day. <laughs> <laughs> got to blow the name off. 
<laughs> bullet. Yeah. Yeah, I could do I could do bullet. I could do non point two. Yeah. We gotta find him another outfit or something. <laughs> you know, do you, you do acoustic too, right? Yeah. You just yes. I'm working on a solo set by myself, but I'm more like a front man, so me sitting there playing guitar and singing, yeah. I just feel not right. I need to be moving, I need to be engaged with the crowd. That's like what I love to do. Mm-hmm. So but I'm working on it just to, you know, have side gigs, make some money. Derek says Finch over Glassjaw. Finch. Uh, <laughs> Derek, I love you, bro, but Finch sucks. <laughs> no, but I, I like them too. So, uh, <laughs> like they suck, but I like them. Star. <laughs> I like that one song. <laughs> so, um, with an acoustic act, we we could get you gigs doing acoustic stuff too, though. Around mm-hmm. here, you know. All right. I feel uh, like you know? it's easier for people when they play acoustic to get gigs around here yeah. than when they have a full band. Well, in I, the winter time, you get, see that's where it's tough. In mm-hmm. the winter time, it gets a little tough. But in this, you know, you could play in. The summer. Yeah. There's there are places to play. Oh yeah. And you know what it is about acoustic gigs like that when it's just me and it's a crowd. Like it doesn't matter how good you are. Sometimes when you're just the acoustic guy playing guitar, you just lost in the sauce and. And you can't have any engagement. That's and that makes me discouraged with playing music. Like if I if people aren't into it and we're all not having a good time, people aren't coming up singing with me. Like I don't want to do it. You just like, background dinner music. It feels like I'm working. Just like when yeah, I when in Florida when I was teaching music lessons, I I kind of hated it after a while because I'm like, I'm doing I'm I'm working at something. This is a passion. I love to do it. But now I'm like I have to be here at this time and do this with this person and te- it. I I need I needed to feel real. Like, everybody wants there to have a good time, not like I'm the fucking jukebox. So <laughs> I'm struggling with that at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Here's Wonderwall. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Today is going to be the day. That's, that, song, I hate that I song. I hate that song, dude. But if you're in playing a gig, all musicians, listen to them. If you're playing a gig and you're not getting the crowd, just start that start that song. Yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah, usually <laughs> or something by Third Eye Blind. Or yeah, Third Eye Blind <laughs> or uh, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> You know, it's funny. This past weekend at Flower Fest, we were discussing the Utica playlist. Okay, we let me let's go over the Utica playlist. Number one, don't stop believing. Uh, That's number one. Fuck Journey. Sorry. Number two, Uptown Funk. Ooh. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Number three, pour some sugar on me. Oh, it's up there. It's on every, everybody plays yeah. it for some reason. I think Jesse's girl goes. Mm. Jesse's girl's mm. up there. Jesse's girl is mm. right up there. Yeah. Uh, pour some sugar on me is definitely on that list, though. Yep. Brown eyed. Brown eyed girl, especially where we are in East Utica. It's yeah. like every Italian woman's theme song. I love Italian women. Uh, don't forget Bon Jovi. Bon living Jovi on a prayer. Living on uh. prayer. <laughs> Which I'm like, there's other songs, guys. Right. These three rock yeah. songs from the 80s. I like the one uh, she. Uh, what's that Bon Jovi song? Oh, I can't remember. I'm stoned. Go Ru- ahead. Runaway. She's a little runaway. Yes, that's the one. I like, I like that one better. I'll give him credit. I like Blaze of Glory. Uh, Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory. Yeah. From uh, Will Ferrell. The Young Guns. Yeah, Young Guns. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then another one, it, which Chris brought up earlier, Sweet Caroline, mm-hmm. is definitely on the Utica yep. playlist. So if you're walking up and down Varick Street on a Thursday night, you'll hear him five times. You'll hear. Any of those songs, probably five, six times. <laughs> uh, I really hate playing those songs, but they're necessary. You know what else is a song like that that I fucking hate playing every time we play it What's down that? south? Um, Santeria. Oh, yeah. It's a sublime. Yes. That's pretty God. Cool. what I got. And I, creep. I think what I got up here is, yeah. is very popular. Too. You, uh, Either one of those songs. We mix. Cool. Uh, 
what I got with uh, so it's loving is what I got. I take a whiskey drink. I take a vodka <laughs> drink. I take it there. Oh, Danny boy, yeah, Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. Yes, but that's a great cover. That's kind of fun. Yeah. that's probably it a good mixes part really well. It's the same right. chords. It's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I get knocked down, down, but I get up again. People love that shit, man. <laughs> You're going back down to Florida next week to play a couple more gigs, right? Yep. What do you got? I'm going, going down from the 24th to the 30th, playing like three gigs in South Florida, making some money, seeing some friends, hopefully engaging in some intense debauchery. And just gonna come back, yeah, man. I do that every four or five months. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like a whole band you play with down there? Yeah, yeah. Guys I've been playing with forever. The guys that before I moved here, that's who I was gigging with consistently. Mm -hmm. So they are always ready to play, and we get good money playing. So I fuck it. You ever think about bringing those guys up here? I would. I would definitely do that, but you know, coordinating that would be difficult because four. Well, it's three other guys, and we have to pay for their airfare and stuff like that. So I don't know. But if it was worth it, yeah, I'm sure they would do it. Hey, maybe down the road, you never know. Or yeah. bringing Nate and those guys down there. Well, yeah, well, because Josh is coming with me this week, well, next week, so maybe. Huh. That would be cool. Everybody loves Florida. For, for I love it at a time. I love to visit. <laughs> it's like Florida. the city. It's like New York City. You love it for like a couple of days. Right. <laughs> I lived there for yep. a little bit. Chicken, you lived there too yep. for a while. Twice, yeah. And I mean, I love to visit. I got a lot of friends and family down there and but uh, I, here, I yeah. can't. It's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Every day is the same, man. Well, it is the you go to like Tampa or Cocoa Beach, it's like mini Utica. Mm. There's a lot mm. of people from here still down there. And mm. So it's fun to get down there and, and warm up and, and yeah. hang out with some good friends. And But then I'm like, I got to go back home. Yeah. What was the biggest culture shock for you from coming down from down there coming up here? All right. So uh, <laughs> by the looks of me, you can tell that I'm brown. Yeah. Uh, cameras, I'm a well, brown person because I am Hispanic. Uh, I have never in my life felt hispanic until i moved here <laughs> i never even noticed like now and it's weird because now i've gotten this question a lot a lot of spanish and black people that come up to this area since there's so many prisons i've now i'm finding out that the reason a lot of black and spanish people move up here is because their family is in those prisons and then they mooch off the system and i found that out like for, through a bunch of people and my when i first moved here my dad told me that and i'm like no way that's bullshit and even josh asked me He's like, dude, are you, what, you got family in prison? I'm like, what? Nah. <laughs> so like, who that, asked that? I would never even think that. Yeah. I would never ask that. And I probably got more family in prison than you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't have any. But I but I just, that that's weird. So I've, I've, I feel, because I'm, I mean, I'm from South Florida. There's a lot of Latin people there. Yeah. So I've never really felt, you know, out, you know, out on the outside. But I, that, that's the biggest culture shock. Definitely. Well, but I'm also asking you that question. See, but I don't. I'm not super Spanish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very Americanized, like I, you know. What's your nationality? I am Puerto Rican. You're Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Yes, sir. Full blooded. Full blooded. Oh, nice. Hundred percent. See, our uh, our neighbors over here. They're uh, the wife's uh, right here. Yeah, Puerto Rican, and he's Mexican. Yeah, oh, really? and he brings us over food, man. It's so good, and I love <laughs> it, man. I'm like, I when he said she was Puerto Rican, he's Mexican. I go. I bet she can dance. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They cook. fed us the other day. They they keep feeding us. Avera, <laughs> come here. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. which I'm okay with, man. I love all that food, man. Yeah, I love it too, man. Uh, Spanish food is my favorite. Yeah, See, I'm Italian yeah. and Spanish are real close together. Yeah, right? like that, and that's the thing. Like where I'm from, where I was born in the Bronx, and I'm from generations of people who were born here. So I'm like not. I don't have really connection with the island of Puerto Rico. But shout out to Puerto Rico because they're going through some shit right now. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, so I, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so I just grew up in the Bronx, and there's when I was little, it was just Italians and Puerto Ricans there. Mm. So it was very, like, mixed, and maybe that's why I love Italian women now. But I don't know. I just love them. And I, I know it's different now in the Bronx. Now they say it's all Jamaican. I don't know. I haven't been back, but, yeah, man. It's the same thing here in Utica. The yeah. Growing up here in East Utica, you, you had Italians and Puerto Ricans and blacks, and huh. that's which one just... That's how it was. Well, and, and that's, now you so, got a big, that's probably why I love Spanish women. But now you got a huge <laughs> now you got a huge influ- uh, influx of um, Syrians well, and Bosnians, Bosnians. And stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's something I wasn't used to. That's a big, that was a big culture shock for me because I was not used to that. I'm also I told you I teach and I uh, I have a friend that's an ENL teacher, which is English as a new language, and she has a ton of Bosnian kids that, you know, were refugees that came here. And I never knew that Utica and this area was one of the harbors yep. for them. That's that's crazy, man. So there's a whole section of neighborhoods with just those people. And and what's cool about the um a lot of the Bosnians coming here is they they put a lot of hard work in and a lot of these abandoned buildings and restaurants and stuff like that. They actually put them back, open them back up, and that's what this area clean needs. Up the area and clean yeah. up their houses, these torn down houses, and they they put a little bit of uh, rejuvenation into the town. Yeah, that's good, do. man. Hell yeah. They're hard workers. That's good. And just like Mexicans. And that's the problem with the Trump rhetoric and the Trump, you know, narrative. Mm -hmm. They're trying to paint the image of like these lazy people working off the system. Exactly. And, and, you know, a lot of the lazy people working off the system are the people that are here already. They've already been. Not the immigrants coming in because the immigrants are trying to make something out of themselves, you know? Like, I mean, just to get here, they have to go through so much shit. Yeah. So you think they're going to come over here and. Yeah, like, just start fucking. It's and just like lay back and do nothing. No, yeah. they they get, they're trying to make a life just like every other, you know, uh, nationality came over here. I mean, when the Italians came over, they weren't they didn't have a ton of money. They had to put the hard yeah. work in, you know. But do you guys think so? That's a good that's a good point. Like, do you guys think that since it's a different time now, that we need to close the borders more? No, because or open them up. We're the home of the free, land of the brave, aren't we? Goddamn right. right. This is the what our whole grounds of the American culture was based on was: you come to America for religious freedoms. Exactly. You come to America for just to you know do the American dream. What's the all American dream? I mean, I guess everybody would probably classify their own American dream. But that's why they come from other countries to break away from the shit that they're going through in their war yeah. countries. I'm happy you said that, man, because uh, but, a lot of people are very torn on that. Well, and the thing like, is, though, like if we had better, um, it's all the white people that are committing all these mass murders. If you think about it, Stephen Paddock. I'm sorry to cut you off, chicken. Stephen Paddock. Look at the kid at Sandy Hook. These, yeah, these people are all white. I can think of maybe the guy in San Diego, or uh, where was it? Uh, there was a a black man or something. But it's all all these stupid mass murders that are going on. It's all done by our own citizens, well, our own white people, because mental health is an yeah. issue. My 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 problem is like, if we have better policies um, at the borders, right, and don't make it super difficult, mm-hmm. people aren't going to come over illegally, right? You know, right. they're going to go the right route to do it. But now, because we're saying we're closing the borders. They're trying to find other ways in. Yeah. Um, yeah they're going to be sneaky. That's the exactly. whole problem with that rhetoric, man. If he was smart, like, he would see that. Like, uh, And that's the problem I have with Trump supporters. Like, if you are an intelligent person and you're listening to him and you aren't in, immediately turned off, and then I don't, I don't fuck with you. Like, I don't understand how you can't see that that's a dangerous thing to have someone like that. And they'll be like, yeah, the other presidents have been like, you know um, – very poised and they know what they're going to say. Well, that's because they respect the position where they're sitting 
and they know that what they say can have huge effects on the people or or be and more more pro- proactive about it and maybe talk to mexico and seeing like what can we do to help yeah and so the your citizens aren't trying to cross the borders to come here yeah you know i mean if we can help in any way to like save the people from coming over and help build an industry and build you know a better life for them they wouldn't want to come over here in drones. Mexicans built the whole Southwest. <laughs> they have. They have they pyramids, really God damn it. No, the whole Southwest. I, I, all of Vegas yeah. was built by Mexicans. Yeah. I hate to tell you, but it's true. Yeah. The yeah. Mormons have all the money, and the, and the Mexicans work for all the Mormons. Is, That's how it happens. Las Vegas, Vegas and Los Angeles and Mexican name? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, exactly. It's crazy, man. To deny that of about America and to, to, to push that away is to deny being American, and mm-hmm. that's what is fucked up. I, exactly. And yeah. my, my great-grandparents are from right off the boat. Mm-hmm. I come from immigrants. Mm-hmm. We all come from immigrants, yeah. one way, shape, or form. That's why, and this is how this country was formed. But yeah. you know what's even worse? Is when they're doing the Dakota pipeline oh, protest. Oh God! And they're hosing them. You're hosing down. You're you're ripping people's hands up with water cannons and, and putting, rubber bullets and rubber yeah. bullets, and you're putting them in these cages. These were Native Americans. You don't get any truer American than those Native Americans. Yep. Facts. Trying to like help them help their water system. You know, like protect their land yeah. and protect where they live. But here we are treating them like third third world citizens, mm-hmm. yep. and we're all worried that Syria is killing their people. But yet, look what we're doing to our own. Exactly. And it wasn't until the veterans got in there and said, "No, we're we're going to protest along with you," that they actually stopped for a little while. I wonder when it's going to get too much. When like you know, the, we're not the police of the world, and somebody has to come police us. What happened to <laughs> his policy of like we're not going to meddle in all these foreign affairs? We're going to keep it home and focus on what's going on at home. Or yep. I, uh, well, then he started getting, you know, indicted on things. So he's like, oh, foreign affairs. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's the only, distract him a little more. I feel like the only positive thing of him being in office is that it's opening everybody's eyes to how people still really are. Because now it's like a fucking divide. You like, see who's, uh, you know. It's and, okay for people to come out and say they're racist now. Right. Like, and it's like, <laughs> but, and, and also the, uh, another good thing, which is not good, I don't know. Uh, that he is a hawk. You know, like they say the two kind of presidents, hawks and doves. Like, Obama was definitely a dove. We're not getting in any fucking wars. With Trump, I guess it's good that he's aggressive in that way because he doesn't take shit from somebody else. But that's the only benefit I could see of having. Oh, but he's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, man. Well, Obama got it, too, and he didn't really deserve it. Yeah, he didn't really deserve it. He's just the first black man. And I was like, he didn't, what did he do? You know, like, it's ridiculous, but. EC Radio just turned into back talk. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to more political talk tomorrow <laughs> at 11 a.m. You guys ever listen to Patrice O'Neill? Yeah. You ever hear him talk about women? <laughs> no. He's got a whole thing, like a whole, if you look up YouTube, um, he's got like hours of him talking about women and how, you know, the red pill theory. I don't want to get into that with you guys, but <laughs> you should check it out. You know, what I find is funny talking about Trump is uh, David Letterman had him, uh, had him on, on, on his show. And he, he pulled up one of his ties and said, made in Mexico. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he wants to shut down the borders, you know, so he could pay, for, you know, have, like, you know, slave labor making his ties. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> you got to, but you also, he's a 70-year-old uh, guy from Brooklyn. 
billionaire. Billionaire who's made his money just by stomping people out. Like, that's him. You know? That's what kills me about the supporters, though. It's like, <laughs> how do you relate to this guy? Right. He didn't grow up like you. You're in a fucking right. trailer park. He doesn't care and, about and, coal miners. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to make coal great again. <laughs> like, seriously? Come on. Like, do you, how do you relate to Trump? You live in a trailer right. park. This guy is like, he, he, he's born with a silver spoon in his He in thinks his middle class is $650,000. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I wish I could make that man. I make a fraction of that, you know? Right. I wish there was a middle class. Dave Bandage. Right. Uh-huh. It's over. Bandage is checking, and he says, every generation of Americans has uh, vilified and attacked immigrants. From Benjamin Franklin sitting on Germans as subhumans, uh, the now the know-nothing party, all the way up to the alt-right of today. Yet the only group whose fears of being wiped out and having their cultures destroyed uh, by immigrants, the original inhabitants of Native Americans. Yeah. And he's right. I mean, I, I grew up, sorry, we talked about Hollywood, Florida. I grew up, like, that's where I went to middle school, high school, and that's a huge seminal reservation. Huge. So I went to school with these kids, and um, you know that uh, if you if you live on the reservation, I don't know if it's like that up here, but if you live on the reservation, they get stipends. Like, the kids get 500 a month, and the adults get 1000 a month forever. Wow. Which is, okay. <laughs> I can see why. You know, it's just a it's a crazy thing to think about. And like the new like the younger kids growing up now, I feel like they're not really teaching it how it really happened. And it's getting forgotten. Mm -hmm. It is. And then we just I'm like, again, we've seen it rehappen with the Dakota pipeline. Mm -hmm. You know, this is supposed to be their land. This is supposed to be, you know, you know, they're protecting what they want. You know, they're they're you know, water supply, whatever, and we're going in there and pushing them off for yeah. big business, and it wasn't even to, f- to affect us. Exactly. It was, like, you know, for Canada and whatever, but you're still treating them like third world, you know, like a third world exactly. citizen. And those stories don't make the news. Like, they do, but it's, like, it's not as important as the bullshit that's happening every day that they're pushing to us to distract us. Right, but if it happened right in our backyard, if it happened, like, in, you know, white America, mm-hmm. you know, but because it was in Dakota... Nobody yeah. really cared. Exactly. But if it was like in your suburbs, oh my God, now we got to do something. This is bullshit. We can't do this. Now you're going to have more money, more uh, attention, more news coverage. Yeah. You just reminded me of that Eminem song. White America. <laughs> Erica loves my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you listen to, Chicken? What do you listen what I to? Listen, now? I'm more of a, uh, I'm more classic rock, you okay. know, metal. Um, you know, like I said, some of the old school hip hop stuff like that. So, like, my favorite bands go from like Bob Seger. Okay. You want to talk about like telling stories? I mean, Seger is like what? It's such a great writer. See, I never got into Seger, man. No, no. You should. You should. You should tell Have you me. ever really sat down and listened to a Seger album? No. Uh, I love it when I'm driving or if I'm sitting around a campfire. It's one of those uh, I can get lost in his music. I always say I want to live in a Bob Seger song. <laughs> You know, and because uh, he tells a story, and he's an amazing writer, and, and he's got some great musicians playing with him. Crackers, another great band I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Faith No More. What do you mean, like Uncle Cracker? No, not Uncle Cracker. Uh, Regular Cracker. Oh, uh, I love Faith No More. Sorry. A yeah. big Faith No More yeah. fan. Huge Mr. Faith Bungle. No More fan. Um, yes. Mr. Bungle. Yeah. Yes, man. Um, I'm a diehard. Uh, I, I grew up listening to Suicidal Tendencies okay. back in the day. They're from here, right? Oh, no, oh, they're, no. they're West Coast. They're West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh, actually, when they put out... Um, you can't bring me down. Mm-hmm. They that whole video. They they kind of got blended with the whole Crips and the Bloods and all that stuff. And uh, they were actually banned from L.A. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They actually were banned from L.A. And, um, who are some of my other big bands that you know? I love the Eagles. You know, uh, DMX. 
Ah, man. You know, you may have been, you may be the only person to ever say I love the Eagles and then DMX, DMX right, right away. After. I know. That was I fucking know. awesome. I love DMX and the Eagles as well. So when I put my, <laughs> I put everything on my phone, when we go camp and I just play everything on, on shuffle. Yeah. And you will hear like the DMX <laughs> song, then you'll hear Nine Ball, then you'll hear, you know, uh, you can't find my crying eyes. I love that too. <laughs> you know, and, and like best, best just cause ah. Best breakup song is uh, Eagles um, Already Gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you hear that song, and you're just like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already out of here, you know? So, like, my music range definitely is all over the place. I like uh, Witchy Woman. That's a a great song. It's funny you bring up the Eagles today on the playlist when I was at the gym. Um, What's the name of that song? Came over, and I was like, uh, Victim of Love. Victim of Love. That would be such a great metal song. Lion Eyes. I mean, it's just in G. Gee, you know, and it's just yeah. like, it's got that junk to it. Love. If you if you ever watch the history of the Eagles, I love more hard rock. <laughs> I love the history of the Eagles because it, it brings in so many other musicians mm-hmm. into it, and then like you see the difference in the style of their like their sound when they get to uh, when Joe Walsh comes mm-hmm. in for yeah. uh, Hotel California, and it just completely different and like his guitar style is amazing you know it's crazy man like so i told you i only did hip-hop until i was in my 20s and then i started listening to deftones and stuff so i kind of missed that whole eagles thing but um when i when i started teaching at that music school in florida we did an eagles show so and then i started realizing that all these songs that i loved growing up were the eagles i had no idea so now i'm a huge eagles fan they, and they can do no wrong no no they were they were songs that i just had heard growing up and like you know on classic rock radio and stuff and i didn't know it was the eagles until later and I, now i'm just a huge eagles fan man they're just undeniable uh do you ever listen to like um steppenwolf no Mm-mm. born to be wild oh magic yeah, yeah. carpet ride yeah i've heard those you know? yes like that's uh, that's another band i really really like um you like hollow notes I've never been a huge Hall & Oates fan. Okay. Dude, my buddies, they're guitar tech. Oh, really? So we got a chance to see them uh, a few years ago, and they put on a great show. Wait, Oates still plays? Oh, yeah. All I, remember, all yeah. I know they're is Daryl. They're still out there, man. Hall, still out there. You know Daryl's house. Yeah. Great show, man. Yeah. Dirty Heads were on, was on that. Yeah? Yes. The Animals, too. That's another great band. Um, great psychedelic band from yeah. the 60s. Yes, they came out with when the Beatles came out, right? Yeah, right around, around the, the time, same, same time. time. House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Such a classic tune. Locked in the. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! The cops hurry are outside. Hurry up! Hurry up! Thanks. All right. Oh man, we got a visitor. You can see me. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's probably yeah, listening. Funny. You uh, son of a bitch. Can he see us? Uh, he can see us. Hey. But. <laughs> <laughs> Sharky is in the house. Oh, Sharky's here. Oh, yeah. He'll come in and just totally interrupt this whole thing and and then focus on him. And I love you, Shark. I heard the dirtiest joke. I may have told you this at the show, but I've been telling everybody: women don't get offended. It's hilarious. What did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? Oh. Ah, I like that one. Uh, That's a bartender's joke right yeah, there. Yeah, totally, <laughs> man. <laughs> Do you want to plug where you're bartending at? Uh, no, no, don't come no, see me. You don't want to. Uh, but I will be playing with Beside the Sun very soon, somewhere near you. Uh, Nate Keita is about to have a baby. Yes, um, congratulations, Congratulations Nate. to Nate. In fact, and he's checking in right now. Lovely wife, Kate. Him. They're about to have a little nugget, and they don't even know what sex it is, which I think is super awesome. Yeah. And she, I think she's doing like a week or something, so... 
Shout out to Nate. And then after that, after uh, we're going to have a show, definitely. You need to. Okay. You guys got to get out there, and we'll, maybe we'll work on a disruption party. Uh, speaking of uh, Nate, uh, shout out to Stonework Artisans for all your kitchen granite needs. He and can not only that. Stone, not granite. I'm sorry, stone. He does that. He does the fireplaces. Have you seen yes. some of the fireplaces? Yes. He's. I got a beautiful bar he made me. Oh, he made you a bar? It's incredible. Uh, him and Mikey just installed this bar uh, somewhere. I forget what city. But, yeah, man, it was beautiful. He's awesome at his job. He really is, man. Yes. Nate's Na- a great great friend, too, man. I yes. I love running with Nate. On top of everything, he's yeah. a stand-up good dude. Uh, so if you need anything like that, shout out to Nate Keita, yeah. uh, Stonework Artisans. He's saying, ha thanks, guys. And May 29th, the new little Kita arrived. Yes. So. Congratulations. You, man. That's, I think it's going to be a girl. You think it's going to be a girl? Yep. You should do a poll. Well, remember uh, our friend Kate, whose birthday it is, she did uh, squares. Squares. She sold squares <laughs> on when the kid was going to be born. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I thought it was by weight. No, it was, no, it was, it was by date. date. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. But, yeah, Nate. Uber talented when it comes to not only playing drums, but yep. he's an artist with handcrafted concrete. That's for sh- damn. definitely, damn. definitely. And I th- I like it way better than all that shit they put in houses now. Like I like it better than granite. I like it. Yeah. It just looks better. It's got a better feel to it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, sturdy. Yes, <laughs> definitely yes. sturdy. I can't wait to. Be, and Nate's gonna help us bring it in, but we have to bring that bar in here. It's yeah. heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. I can help you too. Just hit me up. I, I will. Yeah. I, I don't. Offer your service. Oh, I'm no. not. It's, it's not a. It's not an empty uh, province. We may have to get sponsored by a chiropractor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is heavy, though. It took four of us to carry. Hurt it. with a bar? Call William Matar. Four four four. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, so why Nate is dealing with the dealing with yes going well he's gonna, gonna so we're gonna we're gonna be promoting a new show and you know getting our shit together gonna have some probably gonna have something to give people musically that they can take home but yeah so we're, we're trying to make another and i like it better that way instead of having a show every week or every month like really promoting one good show having a bunch of people come out and making it an event instead of just you know it's better that way mm-hmm. we're all on the same page here chris yeah. this, it's smart to do it though. yeah especially and, you know? in this area because it's we're not dealing with a thriving economy around mm-hmm. here, and the population isn't all that huge. So nope. you spread it out, put a couple good bands in, on this direct support, yeah. and, and blow up and make it a great event. Make it the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in, I like it better that way, too, because in the summertime, everybody's divided. There's so many shows. There's so many things going on. So you, you, when you put a bunch of bands together, now people are like, oh, we can see all these bands. Yep. And especially, I feel like they're missing something. Especially if it's five bucks or free to get in. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. Right. You go there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about the cover charge. In the seventies, it was a five dollar cover charge. In the eighties, is a five dollar cover charge. In the nineties, is a five. It's still a freaking five dollar <sighs> cover keep... charge in this town. And people it's are like, like eh, uh... I was paid a cover. God forbid they'd be ten bucks. Which... <laughs> and I, when I had the club, I was just to tell them, what would you do if you lived in like Manhattan? You'd have to pay twenty five to get into places. Yep. I would never move there. <laughs> <laughs> cover charge stays. I keep getting older. They stay the same. <laughs> no inflation, man. All right, all right, all right. That's that's gonna learn today. That's Utica for you, man. I'll tell you, that is like, still a five dollar. Go comments. So who's that guy that just came to the door? He's Shar- Sharky, right? Yeah. yeah Who Mag- is that guy? Mega. That's, that's Mega. It, it, he's a great friend. Oh, he's awesome. I yeah. met him at the show. He's a fucking killer. Man. He, he's, he's a great friend, but he'll just. 
and I don't mind it. We usually leave the door open for anybody to come through, but yeah, today's a little different. You know, we're yeah. just kind of hanging and talking and stuff like that. But w- yeah. when he comes on, it usually turns into a whole nother dynamic. Uh, you know, talk off air. And yeah, and I, it's, he, yeah, he has no radio etiquette uh, whatsoever. He'll come right over here and start talking yeah, to yeah. you, having a private conversation while we're on air. We're like, Dude, you see the headphones? Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I could tell, but he was he was cool. Like uh, at the at the mayor cleanup thing that we did, yeah, he's calling him Bobby. Get over here, Bobby. I'm like, you just calling him Mayor Bobby? <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. Since he was 12. <laughs> it probably uh, is. There's some funny video that we posted up on there. And yep. Right in the beginning of the video, it's the mayor arguing with him. You get into that though. I've I've heard a lot of people. Um, you know, because I worked on Thursday night at the bar and I went out a few times over the weekend. People are like thanking us for doing that. Oh, cool. And I thought that was really cool. Like, That's awesome you guys are doing it. Thank you, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hoping that maybe next year if we do it or if we do it later on. Oh, we're going to do it again this year. I think and we should do it again. Well, we got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully. But, like, hopefully we end up with even more. This year we had more than last year. And I, it was cool to see all the different organizations getting involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've met people. I, I'm like, who are you? Like, where'd you come from? And it was cool. And there were different, different organizations. And, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun. And we did good. So trying nice. to make the city out oh, nice, nice. So you just went and did a cleanup? Yeah, we were with the mayor and a bunch of city officials last week, was it? Last week, last, last Wednesday. Wednesday. And uh, nice. cleaned up uh, the area that we did Flower Fest at. And Utica, um, baby. James Street. Yeah. Uh, shout out, I love pop. Utica, right? Yeah. Jay Sumner. Jay Sumner, man, that's my dude. That's <laughs> the first That's the first guy I met here, besides people I work with. But Can you tell this story? You told me. So, it. all right, I got a good. <laughs> okay, so uh, I have a friend from Deerfield Beach that. Uh, he w- he was started getting into the music scene, but he's a little bit older. He's got he's got to be in his fifties or something. And he um, he's like, yeah, man, I'm from upstate New York. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I eventually, I move here. And he's like, yo, where'd you move to? I'm like, Rome. He's like, dude, that's literally where I'm from. He's like, you got. I'm coming up. We got to go to camp. And I'm like, uh, I fucking hate camp. That's why I quit Boy Scouts. I don't like that shit. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. Camp is not like camping. And that's something. That's another thing that I had to learn up here. Camp is like a thing where you go to a beach house or a lake house, which is way different from the I, camp that I call I'm, that home. Right. <laughs> like it's like it's like a lake house and it's awesome and there's beer. It's not like a fucking we're taking a tent out there. So it was great. So I went up to camp with him and I see I'm walking up to the lake and I see this guy standing in front of the lake with like a big like walking stick, and he's just like staring into the distance like like a like a god like <laughs> that's the only way i could describe it and like i thought he was gonna say something like who goes here like, <laughs> like you know he just looked like majestic i don't I, could, I can't describe it the way i and and we met we, we met each other and uh you know like we uh we smoked some weed together and uh <laughs> we became friends and he told me He's like, dude, you're a musician. You got to get on Z's podcast. And I'm like, who the hell is that? He's like, Z, download Disruption Network, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I did it. And then I fast forward like a year now, a year and a half later. Now I met you. <laughs> it happened, Crazy. man. So yeah, funny how cool. that worked out. Jay Sumner, man. Good dude. <laughs> Shout out Jay. So he comes up to me at 12 North. He goes, hey, we got a friend in common, Jay Sumner. I'm like, don't mention that name to me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. Jay, Maybe he will. <laughs> nah, Jay's been a great friend. He used to do my website for me back at the EC. And he does a lot of good things. Tomato yeah. pie day, and he does the pub yeah, crawls. Maybe does, that's what I we love should Utica. go on a pub crawl one of these days. Yes. That's a lot of fun. Yes, I will do that with you. Everybody <laughs> hops on the bus and they just go from bar to bar to bar to bar and just get 
sloshed. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Don't worry about driving or anything. It's a lot of fun. All right. We got to do a D party. We do. Yep. We do. We do. We got to find him a band, too. I think that's something we got to do. Well, no, but I'm, a, I'm in a really good one now. Shout out beside the sun. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, but I'm, uh, yes. He wants to be a professional musician. Like, well, not professional musician, but actually make a little bit of a living off of it. And, exactly. And play some covers. And that's the only way in this town that you're going to actually make a living off music. Is Learn some journey. Yeah, and, and some of the the guys in Beside the Sun are down to play covers, too. Are they? Yeah, they want to call it the same band name, which I don't know if that's a great idea. But we were going to just add some covers into our set. And we added one already, kind of. We do um, Killing in the Name of, you know. That's an easy one to put in there. Nine Ball used to do a great cover of that. They used to do Killing the Name of. And Everybody's covered and, it. But though. they used yeah. to bring it into um, Bring the Noise. Oh, nice. They would carry the same beat and right into Bring the Noise, and they just blended the two. I thought it was really cool. That is cool. It's important yeah. in mixing covers with your original project. Yeah, just to. Because people want to compare you to something. Yeah. Unfortunately, but it's true. You know what always worked for me in Florida, which is weird? Uh, the Papa Roach uh, Last Resort. Got my life. It doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to. Doesn't matter how old you are in these bars. Everybody knows like every word to that song, and they just all get lit. Mm-hmm. Lit. Whoa. I feel like youth words. I feel like you have to uh, like what you're saying, like throwing some some covers in there because it kind of grabs people's attention. Like they yeah. they want to hear something that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the cover bands do really well. And in originals, it's tough to come by because you got to listen to the originals a bunch of times before mm-hmm. you know them. So if you blend a few here, you know, covers in there that kind of grabs their attention and they'll stick around and listen to your your originals exactly. as well. Exactly. So you can you can really put anything. You could do a heavy metal like kind of song and then if the next beat you're like, "Give me one reason to stay here." <laughs> Finished. The girls are dancing again, everybody's not scared. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to mix it up too though. Make a party. Yeah. Have definitely. you been to the gig? Oh yeah. That's that's one of the first places I went. Mm-hmm. Um and I saw a good band there actually. They're called Showtime. Oh, yeah, yeah. those are our boys. They were good, mm-hmm. that, and they were covering some Hall and Oates. And I'm like, yes, this is awesome because like I finally see some bands. Um, yeah, so they were great. I, another band I like out there, Stars and Straps. My boys. Yeah, <laughs> they're a good band. Bill man. Ali, man, they're great band. They did a great cover of that uh, Breaking Benjamin song, uh, "So Cold." Okay. Yeah, I saw them on Patch St. Patrick's Day. They were great, man. So. Yeah, they got a good, bunch of good cover bands out here. So there is. Uh, yeah, I want to be the best. Obviously, fuck those guys. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. There's a few of them, like Three Inch Fury. Three Inch Fury, great oh, band. Uh, yeah, we can't. You know who I hate? Uh oh. Not not personally to any of you guys in this band. Like I think you guys are all phenomenal. Uh oh. Gridley Page. <laughs> is. Th- anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Moyer. <laughs> I just, God damn it! And the express concern by Chris Perez is I'm not sorry. by taking by the <laughs> Did I just did I just say something bad? No, <laughs> no, they're my buddies. I've known them for many years. Who's uh, you know what? It, it's not them. It's their song selection that I really I hate it, and I just. But they're a good band. Do you go to the gig often to check out a lot of these? I do. Yeah. I do. I try to check out who's playing, yeah. and I see there was one band, like a poppy band called Pulse. That were playing one night. Mm-hmm. They're really, they're pretty good. Hot singer girl. You should check out Simple Props too. Simple I've Props. seen Simple Props. They're Great. good. Good, good friends of ours as well. All I feel like all the bands in the area are, are friends, but uh, yeah, there is some great cover. Oh, you know who else I saw when I first came down here? Uh, Just Joe. Yeah. Oh, he's excellent. He's good, man. One of my brothers. He's great. You got to listen to his. Like he was in a metal band. Yeah, I, I saw their stuff. Well, I don't forget. Brand what, new sin. Brand new sin. And then I saw him play at Copper City piano and him singing. And he did a really good uh, Tennessee whiskey thing. And then 
he was at the gig. He jumped on with Stars and Straps, and he did a awesome Pearl Jam cover. Man, he killed it. I was like, I was, I was floored by him. He was great. That guy is a musician. Yeah, yeah, he's out there. He was great. And following his lead is ridiculous too. I mean, he's out there gigging five, six nights a week. That's what I'm trying to get. Doing. Uh, I know he does a lot of solo gigs too. It's but all solo gigs. Oh, it's all. Yeah. Damn. He doesn't really. Well, he has Elephant Mountain. Say, he's still with Elephant Mountain. Does Elephant Mountain? Oh, that's a they, cool band. They play every so often. They they got the the classic seventies. What I like about him, he's on my vibe. Facebook page, and he posts all these cool little like, um, you know, best camp fire music or yeah. who's your favorite female lead vocalist and like little cool music related uh questions like that oh, that's take cool. part in it's so then, keep you in, in, in uh you know yeah and, yeah and then people like um will mention somebody and i'm like oh i've never seen these guys and i'll check mm. them out and it turns me on to some new music too you should check out i don't know if you guys ever heard of her you ever heard of a uh girl named tosh sultana no all right so you guys ever watch ted talks I'm sure you've watched TED Talks. I've heard of TED Talks. I haven't watched it. I've watched a few. TED Talks are like this thing they have every year where a bunch of the most brilliant minds come out and they talk about different subjects. I saw this one, and it was TED Talk Finding My Place Through Music, and it was this Australian girl. She she was a busker. If you guys don't know what a busker is, it's like a... I hate that word. But in Australia, that's that's the word for what they do, like okay. a busker. What's so a busker? she was... A busker so she was a street musician. Kind street of. musician, oh, okay. basically. So she was a... She's a... She's 22 years old now, right? She she got she went into a drug-induced psychosis when she was 17 years old and couldn't go to school, couldn't do anything, was stuck in a room. She thought people were talking to her. She played her way through it, she says, and then she just came out with this. Um, she's just an incredible artist. She shreds on guitar. She shreds vocally. She makes all the music with like kind of like Ed Sheeran-esque where he does the beat and then she does the bass line. She does it like that. Man, now she's selling out tours all over the world. Tosh Sultana, for all you listeners. Wow. Check her, check her out, man. You'll like her. It's good, man. Yeah. I like to hear new stuff like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. She's, she's dope. <clears throat> well, now there's so many facets to check out music now. You've got, the well, with the internet, of course. Mm. You know, the, the, no one's really listening to radio as much, you know, so the popular music isn't really on the radio anymore. If you think about it, yeah. you know, you got to go to YouTube to seek this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you'll find some gems out there. It's true, man. There's Some of the best music you don't hear on the radio. My favorite band has n- literally never been on the radio. You know, who's that now? Uh, Circus Survive. All right. I mean, I'm sure I they've been on out. the radio sometime. Maybe in their homestead. They're from Pennsylvania, but yeah, that's the one yeah. thing I feel like. Growing up in the '80s, you know, like in in the '90s, you used to want to hear like Slayer and Danzig and Metallica yeah. and stuff like that. Never got any airplay, and now, now it's like <laughs> you see my commercials. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're hearing Crazy Train on commercials and stuff, and you're like, "Wait a minute! I thought this was gonna make you, you know, believe in the devil." And yeah, man. Whatnot. But Fresh Prince of Bel Air is on Nick at Night. So <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Sucks getting old. I'm watching like Slayer videos on VH1. I'm like, you know, yeah, live right. Slayer concert. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. The VH1 only time classics. you would, back in the day, the only time you would watch a Slayer video would be on, you know, the, the Head, metal. Headmail, Headbangers Ball. Thank you, Headbangers yes. Ball. That was the only time they would ever be. Jamie on. Josta, man. Jamie Jot that Hatebreed? Yeah. Oh no. He was yeah, a who Rick, is the he was the host, right, for Rick, a little while? Ricky Rathman. Rick, yeah. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Rathman. But at first it was Adam Curry. He was the, the original. He one foot in the goal and one foot in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Matt Pinfield, man? Oh, he does he does a show still. He's Oh, does he? Matt Pinfield, yeah, he does a show. Um still I they pick it up on the Albany I, station. I think he's nice. on I think he's on uh, satellite radio yeah. too. I'm pretty Good. sure he is. That's awesome. Matt Pinfield's still out there. I like those cartoons that Matt Pinfield has done. On VH1 back in the day, did you ever see those? He would tell a story, and it would be depicted through a cartoon. Oh no, I didn't. No. Know that. And he was telling old rock star stories or whatever, and 
and yeah, just there's some really cool stories. I think that, that would go out. even bigger today hmm. than it would back then. You know what I mean? Like today, I think people are more accepting of it, and like they understand that style a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it'd be cool to re- redo some of that stuff. He would be a good interview for you guys. Penfield? Penfield? Oh, hell yeah. Penfield. Where where are you at, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to... Where are you, Matt Penfield? <laughs> I still want to do an interview with him and Scorch and see if you could tell them apart. Ah, uh, Scorch. <laughs> I think Scorch has got the, the more... <laughs> hey, you got to listen to Penfield, man. He's got a pretty raspy voice, too. <laughs> you know, Ludacris used to be a radio guy. Was he? Cadillac bands. Cadillac... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a uh, radio guy. Chris LePage is checking. He said, Chris, will start a new band called Bonfire Douche, and we'll do strictly death metal <laughs> death metal versions of Britney Spears songs. Um, <laughs> what am I to do with my life? <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> See, so lucky. I, I'm into that, Matt LePage, <laughs> and if you want to be in that band with me, please text me. <laughs> yeah, there's a comedian at the Stanley over the weekend that was talking about back in the 90s, a, a lot of those bands were named after food groups or food or something. <laughs> you had the Cranberries, Smashing Pumpkins, Corn, corn Cracker, Cracker, right. <laughs> I was like, you know, a lot of those jam bands, too, are the same thing, too. Pearl like, Jam, uh, Pearl yeah, Jelly Peppers. Peppers. Yeah, Red Hot. Wow. Well, that was the first one he said, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. Yeah. Meatloaf. Oh. <laughs> His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot of those bands were named after food groups and stuff. Food yeah, it's huh. true. I feel like a lot of jam bands do that. Too. Wheat, isn't there? A whole wheat bread. That's a band. Really? Yeah, they're like a jam band. Whole wheat bread. I'm yep. sure they are. Yep. Rhubarb. Yeah. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> the breakfast. Yeah. Psychedelic breakfast. <laughs> Free beer and was it, or, uh, string cheese incident? Oh yeah. <laughs> the disco biscuits. There's there's all of the all those jam bands a lot of them not wasn't there one band called like free beer and chicken or free beer and chicken yeah oh. yeah <laughs> free beer and chicken that was another one <laughs> yo did you guys see uh, the Avengers I haven't I have not the new one no you gotta but I want to I've I've had it spoiled on me a few times yeah, I'm not gonna A-O. spoil it. thanks A O <laughs> Avengers was good last movie I saw Black Panther I thought that was pretty good that was good uh, Wakanda forever yeah. Yeah, yeah Wakanda. <laughs> I thought that was great. I've not seen Black Panther yet. I want to though. You like it? It's good. It was yeah. Good. I, I like the Marvel universe. You know, I like the way they put the stories together and blend them one into another. Way better than DC. DC yeah. sucks, man. Like I like their their superheroes, but their movies are terrible. I, I wish the X Men took more of that route mm-hmm. and, and made. Uh, I mean, they did with the the Wolverine, but I think there's so many cool characters that they could have branched out on a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, and I like how they have like like you said like separate segments. It's like reading a comic comic book. Mm-hmm. Like like there'll be different stories going on at once, and it never seems like it's overlapping it's awesome and like to, to get the full story you almost have to watch as they come out you can't just watch you know uh captain america movies and, yeah and you can't do it like that because the way they come out and the way they blend the stories and exactly you got to w- see it like one will take off where a different character movie left off yeah you know it's really kind of crazy but one of these days if i get real bored i love to do that and just kind of i think wolverine is the only guy or hugh jackman is the only guy to play one character and die as him Oh, really? You know, because, like, Superman's always been 10 people. Yep. Spider-Man's 10 people. Batman. They killed off Wolverine. Oh, uh, you know, speaking of Superman, I got to make this yeah. announcement. You, you hear Margot Kidder died today. What? No. Yeah, Lois Lane, the I original 1978 movie, Superman movie. She died Damn, today. Moment of silence. Yeah. 
That's the moment. <laughs> We're going to miss you, girl. And this moment was brought to you by attorney Nick Pasalacqua. For legal, legal help quick, you better call Nick. 315-500-NICK or hit him up online at cnytriallaw.com. Yeah. Nice. That, that was a moment of silence. For, Pay some bills. For Margot Kidder. No, but seriously, that was like one of the very first movies I remember yep. as a kid. I I'm, I'm, was born in the 70s. I'm old. <laughs> My first movie I remember is uh, Gremlins 1. Yeah? Gremlins, Gremlins and then um, The NeverEnding Story. I seen E.T. in the theaters. Yeah, that's oh, how old shit. I am. I seen E.T. In the <laughs> so. I saw the original Star Wars in the theaters. Uh, I seen uh, Return of the Jedi and um, Empire Strikes Back in the theaters. I've never seen any Star Wars movie. Really? really? Never. Oh, wow. It's too much now. Like now, it's too much to unpack. Like I can't do it. <laughs> Is there anything that you're like binge watching or that you're obsessed with? Um, as far as watching movies or maybe a TV show? Oh, dude. Actually, yes. You guys will appreciate this. Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been that into it. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. I saw the first two episodes. Yeah, Cody has them all. Okay, yeah. yeah, you don't have to get YouTube read. You can just yeah. stream so, it. How old are you? I'm, I'm 35. Okay, so you're yeah. the original Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. No, no Jaden Smith bullshit. Yeah, get no. out of here with that. Mr. Miyagi all day. Have you watched any of it, Chicken? Uh, no, no, I, have not. I saw the first two episodes. It was awesome. Is it good? Really good. I, yeah, it, it is. I love the whole story of what they're doing, and you know, they're, they've been rivals, obviously. Yep. You know, and they brought William Zapka back, who played Johnny Lawrence, of course. And, Get him, a Jet Body Bag. <laughs> you know. Get him, Johnny. Get him, Johnny. <laughs> well, you know, he grew up being the bully in high school, and now he's this, you know, drunk degenerate that you know isn't a good dad, and. Can't keep a job, and he's hammered all the time. Where Daniel Larusa has gone on to own all these car dealerships, and he's like gives a bonsai tree to to like his customers, and he's on all over the place for TVs, and he's rich, he's loaded, and yep. he's got a wonderful family and all this, and they they cross paths, and they, they and now Cobra Kai is opening up it, again, and it's, it's you awesome. got to you got to get into it. I, you can watch it, the first two episodes on YouTube; it's for free. I, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things. Yes, the first season. Okay. I haven't seen the second season. Yet. So, you know how in Stranger Things it's got that like 80s vibe? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Yeah, still, yeah. Even though it's now, it's still got that 80s kind of feel, which is awesome, dude. Like, you can't you can't match that. It's awesome. And they do flashbacks going yeah. back to the movies. And, you know, you hear La Russa talking about, I got pushed off a cliff on my bike, you know, and just starts <laughs> telling all these old stories or whatever. And, you know, of course, they pay a little homage to Mr. Miyagi a few times. And, yeah. and what a smart thing to do because, like, all of us, are like, you know, oh, my God, they're coming back with us. So, like, our age, we grew up with the Karate Kid. Yep. Yeah. So, like, now they're reintroducing it. So what are the people doing? Just like they did with Star Wars and all this stuff, they're bringing their kids, and they're showing their kids the yep. original movie so they yes. understand what's going on, and this is the real Karate Kid. Yeah. You know, and then they, you know, because then the parents are enthused by it. So it's a great time to do it. But it's, and it's awesome because now the kids will look, if they watch the original Karate Kid, they'll be like, oh, man, like, that's so much better. Then and I, I'm being biased because that's what I saw first. But it is better. Like the movies are better. They have better morals. They have better. It's just better. And they're not so sensitive. Like like a lot of shit that you could get away with then, you can't get away right. with at all now. Like they won't even show it. And and then they're making these remakes like Overboard. Really? You got to oh, yeah. movie like Overboard. Like right. was that good enough? To, and uh, did you Point really? Break? Yeah. Why did you have to remake uh, Point Break? Why? Point Break was a good movie. It, it wasn't great. It was a decent, fun movie. Yeah, there's no reason to remake it. But they remade it, and it wasn't that good. Because there's no more creativity in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. the RoboCop. They murdered it. They butchered the crap out. Don't go see the new RoboCop. It <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it sucks. And I'm glad they, you know, they did Red Dawn. I was, it was okay, but it wasn't better than the first. Hmm. You know, like. 
uh, you know, stay away from those classics. Like, I'm so glad they didn't do The Outsiders. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? The dude, Outsiders. Dude, I'll flip, actually. I might lose my mind if, if they redo The Outsiders. If they do it, then it's got to be somebody good. Yeah. You know, like a Scorsese or somebody like that that understands the, you know, I don't the think magnitude it, of and that. And they movie. could never make it the same because in the, remember in the, the Outsiders movie, it was like everybody famous when they were like oh 20 God. years old. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick all Swayze. so young. Tom Cruise, uh, Emilio Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid. He was still a teenager. Uh, um, uh, Rob, Lowe. Howell, Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. That was a great movie. Uh, Leaf Garrett. Swayze. Yeah. Leaf Garrett was, yeah, he was, he was a, a social. He was a social. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was like you had so many people in this movie. And uh, it was so, oh, Matt Dillon. Oh, yes. Ain't nobody having a rumble without <laughs> me. Yeah, that, like, that was such a great movie. It's funny we're talking about this because I told you I'm a teacher also, and that's what we're reading in the class. Right now? So these kids, and I'm reading the original S.E. Hinton version, and I'm reading it to them because I, I work in a special needs class. So some of them are r- bad with reading and writing, but they're smart as hell. But, yeah, so we're reading that book right now, and they're about to watch the movie. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Le Pony. Pe- well, uh, go ahead. LePage is saying if there was only a possible way for a Fight Club 2. Ooh. I feel like that would be cool, but then they kind of make it so they couldn't. <laughs> Unless somebody picks up the Fight Club again, and then I feel like it'd be almost like uh, you're retelling the same story again. Ponyboard Curtis is a good band name. <laughs> I'm surprised right? it's not a band name. We should make that band. That's our Pony band Pony Boy name. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> or Pony Boy. I wanted to call our band Sandpaper Handjob. <laughs> oh my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, what was the other one? Spermicide Mustache. Uh. <laughs> uh. And that's how I met your mother. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. <laughs> Bandit's checking. He says, I wonder if there was such an outrage in movies, uh, redoing movies in the 30s and 40s. Huh. Um, I don't think so because I don't nah, feel they had. Because the, there was not technology back then. Right. They didn't, they didn't distribute them as much. There wasn't even TVs back then. You just went to a movie house to watch it. You know? Yeah. But then again, when they redid Psycho, people were bitching about it. You know, yeah. uh, Alfred Hitchcock. I know it's not 30s and 40s, but, you know, sometimes those Alfred Hitchcock movies, people are really sensitive about those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to hit this uh, oil pen? Um, yeah, in a second. <laughs> it's pretty soon, though. In about you know, we, five ten. Yeah, we got actually, we got a few more minutes left. We are hanging out with our buddy, Chris Perez. Hey. He's our new friend now. Yes, we are all friends now. The new Whether guy. Whether you guys like it or not. The new guy on the music scene. I'm going to text you at weird hours. I, t- <laughs> I told him when we were uh, hanging out at 12 North. I was like, you know, he's the new guy on the music scene. I was thinking like we had to give him like some sort of initiation or something like that. But then he was on the microphone telling me, uh, telling everybody how much he loved the New York Rangers and yes. the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm like, I love this guy. Go blue shirts, <laughs> goddamn it! Tell, blue shirts. I told him they, they should give you the boot. Oh, you like the Penguins? No, oh, the no, boot. Uh, oh, I would drink yeah. that shit all day. <laughs> he's like, sure. Anytime ben- you guys want to initiate me, please do. Bandit says uh, Scarface was a remake. Scarface, yeah, 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 but they, they they put a twist to it. There was a twist. Was, if you think about the original, Scarface was pretty much loosely based on Al Capone. Mm-hmm. And I think they just, what they did uh, with, who wrote Scarface? Brian De Palma? Or he, mm-hmm. he was he just a director. He, he might have been just a director. Wasn't Scorsese was a director, wasn't he? No, Scarface? Scarface, no. No, I think it was, it was definitely Brian De Palma. Oh. But I don't know who wrote it. I think he just kind of changed it around a little bit. And I think A Bronx Tale is better than Scarface. Wow. Mm, I love Bronx opinion. Tale. That, that's that's a weird comparison though, but I mean, 
both are yeah. great in their own right, and both are super classics. Yeah, man. I love Bronx Tale. That's a great, still great love movie. it, man. Can recite every time I lock the door at the bar, I'm like, now you just can't. Now you skip. Always goes mad. Giant fat dude runs out. <laughs> Remember my face. Yeah. Know who did this to you? Yes. That's a great movie. The working man is a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> the working man is a sucker. Um. I do want to give a little PSA announcement out there. Oh, yep. Are you going to go on a soapbox? Or no, 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 no. This okay. is actually a legit PSA. Yo, check yourself out, man. I just pulled this tick out of my body today. Uh, like I seen it. 20 minutes before I got in here. Yeah, I took a shower. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I pulled a tick out of my body. So, you know, when you're taking a shower, you've been outside, whatever. Check yourself. Check your animals. Check everybody. Definitely check your animals. This Absolutely. is tick season right here. Like, you hear about it, but, then, man, when you pull one of those little bastards out, they hurt. Is this the first time it's happened to you? No, I've had a one a couple years ago. I was golfing. I, I, I'm i an outdoors guy. I'm always mm. outside. I'm bushwhacking up to, you know, grass up to my knee, you know, up to my chest, and no big deal. I go golfing. I get a freaking tick. And, and yesterday I was, you know, at the at a, at a park and got a tick. Shit. So you never know. So just when you're in the shower, you get done, whatever, give yourself a check down. Make sure you uh, you don't have any ticks. Also, cup the balls. Cup the balls. Make sure there's no bumps in there. That's a serious thing going around. Yeah. Make sure you stick your finger in. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Never pass the knuckle. That's, oh, that's no fun. Pass the knuckle's gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm dreading that day. I got to get finger blasted by the doctor. Mm. Oh, you haven't had that yet? Well, I'm oh, trying to. Tons of fun. You know, I went through a crazy divorce. Uh, before I came here, with I told you with my ex, and uh, I got sick at the end, and I found out that I had I have uh, diverticulosis. Oh, you uh, can't eat seeds and stuff. No seeds, none of that. Not but I had to get the you know the whoop. <laughs> what is it called? Finger the, the finger blast. Well, not the finger blast. The camera finger. The camera. Oh, colonoscopy. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Were you? Awake? I mean, I wasn't awake, I was but just say. just the whole idea of it, and then waking up and seeing the pictures of your large intestine is insane so when you boys do it i I've, want you to share we, we twice oh you've done it twice okay so the you worst know. part about the, the the colonoscopy is the actual prep oh yeah you know you got to prep up you got the, the stool softener Drink and all that, that stuff and then like when i did it the first time i did it i was working i was closing at verizon <laughs> so i have to wait on customers i'm starting this process i'm like every fart you're like holding in like you know because it's like wait, a, you took it at work holy I had to, shit I had yeah yeah day and i'm working i'm oh, closing man. at night so i'm like oh shit man like literally like i'm afraid of like any fart <laughs> cough anything could like set it off because you're literally getting your you're you're blasting out of your ass like the yeah, whole time it's no joke it was like chilly day times two <laughs> and you know, and you don't want to like get there and not have everything out because yeah, then they should Fuck. literally be everywhere. <laughs> but you know what? They were so quick, so easy. I did an endoscopy and colonoscopy at the same time, and I don't know, it was all under maybe an hour. Yeah, it was, it was a, done. The, yeah, the the warm up was bad. And then like you can't leave unless you fart. Oh yeah, you gotta let it all make up. sure. So you're waking up, you're like. <laughs> Thank you for being the best part of Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, man, I fucking hate Verizon. I do too. Worst, worst I'm company going, I've ever worked for. I'm going to T-Mobile on Wednesday. I'm already on Verizon. I'm switching back, even though I, I hated them so much. I tried to switch after I got done working there because I just hate them so much. And where I live, the only thing that works is Verizon. But that's kind of like I moved here with T-Mobile, and I don't get service in Rome. And I'm like, I'm still going. I hate Verizon that much. I'll sign on to Wi-Fi wherever I'm at. <laughs> Adeline's like if you're if you're female chicken we'll check you. <laughs> <laughs> Adeline. Speaking of Adeline, 
Home Free Podcast coming up around 7 o'clock tonight. Her guests are Brett Lajewski, an old friend of mine from Weikert Realty, and Lou DeMichael. Oh, Lou. Yeah. Speaking of Verizon days, he was working at at t when I worked at Verizon. Yeah, so we got yeah. she's got an action-packed show tonight on Home Free Podcast with Adeline, our buddy, our friend. our We love her. We, you know, Is she I, cute? Adeline's our, our girl. Eh, she's all right. Yeah. Nah. She's, <laughs> she's lovely. Yeah? She is. And hey, she's fancy. And, and I'm telling you right now, I don't know where the hell we would be without Let's just say her. the camera likes her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, tell her I'm single. Hey, Adeline, I just want to let you know I'm she's single. Not. She's married. Ah, very... dang it. <laughs> I, I don't think you're going to have a hard time finding chicks around here. Listen, mom. I have had a hard time finding chicks out here uh. um, because... Uh, it's hard. The ones that are good are usually taken, mm-hmm. yeah. and the other ones that usually doesn't stop them though. No, oh, well, <laughs> see, I don't want that bad juju. Yeah, no. that's good. And the yeah. other ones are, uh, no offense to anyone in upstate New York, but they look like cousin kissers. <laughs> <laughs> they do, man. They really do, and I'm scared. What, what's that Apache Chief song? Uh, upstate girls. Upstate girls. Mm. Mm. That's a good song. I have to yeah. check that one out. You ever heard uh, "Every Time I Die," uh, Buffalo Gals? Yes, <laughs> a great song, man. <laughs> Yeah, so we, we had Every Time I Die play last year, right? Oh, play. with Tay Mac Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's that was a good show. That was a good show. I love them, man. They're a great band. They're Take- a lot heavier than I thought. Oh, yeah. Which I like. But you know what's great about them? They're really heavy, but the singer was an English teacher, so his lyrics are just incredible. If you read their lyrics, they're really good. One of his best ones, this is kind of a quirky, off-the-cuff kind of lyric, and he in the middle of one of their songs, he's like, because I didn't put my hair in a ponytail for nothing, so if I'm going home alone, I ain't going at all. <laughs> no doubt. Right on, Chris. Well, we're out of time, man. This has been great. I'm glad you got to come right. in and hang out more, man. I, anytime you guys want me to come in, I'll come. I, I hope you have. Uh, you were saying something earlier about an r- artist that I really like. I hope he comes. Oh yeah. I don't want to say it because I don't want to throw it, you know. But I really hope he comes in. Uh, me too. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Check nice meeting see. you, bro. It was really nice to meet you. Let me shake your hands live. <laughs> I, I do knuckles. <laughs> I do the parachute. Oh, you're, you're the par- that's called paper the parachute. Tape. I never knew that. <laughs> I do those paper rock scissors. Like. Oh, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> I do the parachute. I like that. The parachute. <laughs> the parachute. No, when uh, summer gets rolling around and we got a bunch of concerts coming out, you got to come down and come hang out. I'll be there. We'll uh, we'll introduce you to the right people. The new kid on the block. Yes. <laughs> Dave, the good show, gentlemen. Thanks, Dave. Uh, 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 Thank you, Dave. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing uh, that Britney uh, Spears uh, band. Who knows? Maybe we'll. We'll start that band up. We'll get something going. Who knows? What am I to do with my life? <laughs> For, I, before we get out of here, I got to give some love and respect to Josh Amodio on Priceless Inspection. A good quality home inspection is? Priceless. Very good, Chicken. Call him today, 315-525-8725 for in-depth and detailed reports, thorough inspections. And Josh, he pays attention to details. He's been doing it for a long, long time. When he goes in your house, he's there bright and early, and he yep. probably doesn't leave till about midnight. You know, that's I mean, he goes through mm-hmm. every cent, every inch, every centimeter, I wanted to say, of your house. So call him today. Josh Amodio, Priceless Inspection, 315-525-8725. And you need legal help quick, you better call Nick. Attorney Nick Pasolacqua and his team of associates at 315-500-NICK. And hit them up online at cnytriallaw.com. And stop down to the showroom at 5046 and Commercial Drive in Yorkville and see why it's easy to do business with Steve Ponte V-Dub. Hit them up on the onlines, the internets, the web, whatever the hell it's called these days. Interweb. I don't know. And there, it's so many different names for it. But, yes, the interweb. You can hit up Steve Ponte Volkswagen. 
at steveponzivolkswagen.net. Tomorrow, Mae Richards is coming in. She's an amazing photographer, amazing talent, model. We're going to have fun tomorrow. That's going to be oh, a lot of fun. Is she single? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. She's going to be. <laughs> and Chris is coming back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do the dating game. With I'm the Chris. guy on the couch. <laughs> Which was Brad Pitt. Remember that movie? Brad Pitt was just the guy yep. on the couch. Yep. Uh, <laughs> True Romance. True romance. Yeah. Great freaking movie, by the way. But And then we're only doing the podcast twice this week, actually. You are oh, no, you're gonna be. Are you filling in? <laughs> yeah. Ah, chicken's taking the ball and he's right. running with it. Me nice, and uh, a special host. You and Miss Adeline Van Dyke. All Ooh. right, yeah. All right, Ow, be cool. It. Do you guys got some plans? We or? got some plans. Yeah, we got some things we're gonna be doing. You're gonna take over EC Radio for yeah. me. I love it. I will be at Paper Mill Island all week. We've got Humphreys McGee on Thursday, and on Saturday we've got uh, Get the Lead Out. Amazing Led Zeppelin yeah, tribute band. Seen them at the brewery. They put on a great show. Amazing show. And then uh, we've got Dark Star Orchestra on Sunday. So I will be at Paper Mill. If you're going to any of those shows, make sure you stop oh, by and see them this weekend, huh? Yeah, yeah, they kill. Wow. They've, they've been killing me a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do they, they overwork me? Idle time is a devil's play thing, man. Yeah, that's true, man. You, mm-hmm. you good thing you got ADD. I know, right? <laughs> and I like to call it the Anthony Donaldson disorder, so it's named after me. It's with you know that and her. Oh, is that your full name? <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't know that. That's my government. Oh shit! <laughs> but Christian name. That's the government. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, one more time. How could people catch up with you on? Online and then where uh, they can listen to your band. Me personally, add me at Christopher underscore BSM, like Brick Squad Monopoly. Uh, and uh, the name of the band is Beside the Sun. Uh, it's on Instagram, Beside the Sun, at Beside the Sun Music. And Josh Crossman, Nate Keita, Mikey Santoro, Mark Ball Dangler. <laughs> That's what you call him? Yeah, Ball Dangler. Ball Dangler. <laughs> yes. Well, I asked if they had a cousin named, or a family named Peter. Peter Dangler. Peter Dangler. <laughs> He's known as the Dark Mangler. <laughs> Dark Mangler. But yes, I, I always get him confused with his cousin Ryan. Oh, <laughs> I always right. call him Ryan, but they're not even related. That's right? another oh, thing. Everybody knows each other out here. Yeah. There's a, there's like it's usually six degrees of separation. There's like two here. No, one. All you gotta say <laughs> is you know Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's the well, one. You're the first. The J, and then he mentioned you, the and C? then I was like, and okay. you're usually cousins with Z. <laughs> yeah, and now I know chicken. Now you know no chicken. chicken. See, uh, if you were Italian living in Utica, we'd probably be related. <laughs> Chances are. You probably are really. (laughs) Maybe. You never know. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Tomorrow we will be back. Make sure you uh, subscribe to Disruption Network on YouTube and follow us on Instagram. Twitch. Twitch and Twitter. Wait, can I make a request? Do you have like, uh, do you have like names for the podcast, like each one? Yeah. Can you call this one the Mario test? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is the Mario test? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Slick's Mario test. <laughs> Slick was the Mario test. That, that's hilarious, actually. The Mario test. <laughs> you can listen to this podcast and previous podcasts of EC Radio and all the cool content we have here at DisruptionNetwork.net. We'll see you tomorrow. Never you mind what I'm making. You should spend some time taking a personal inventory of what you're doing for the betterment of society. You know what the hell you're listening to? It's EC Radio.
The Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley was born when three top producing agents with over 25 years of combined experience selling real estate joined forces to take real estate to the next level. We practice with honesty, integrity, and the knowledge to help make the buying and selling process easy and stress-free for all of our clients. We pledge to always make our clients our top priority from start to finish and even after the house is closed. We will always be a valued resource for information and assistance for our buyers and sellers. Our customers over the years have become not only past clients, but great friends. As we join hands together as the Property Sisters of the Mohawk Valley, we look forward to serving our clients and our community and making a positive difference. You can reach us at 315-601-9630 for all of your real estate needs. When it's your hard-earned money on the line that you are investing into a home, it makes sense to choose a proven professional to assist you in making one of the biggest investments you may ever make. Josh's dedication of over 20 years to the home construction industry allows him to bring knowledge and experience to your doorstep. That means you can feel confident and comfortable with his service to you. Past clients love his attention to detail and thorough written reports. By allowing priceless inspections to help you make a well-informed decision concerning your property, you will find that a quality inspection is priceless. Follow Priceless Inspections on Facebook or call 315-525-8725. Hi, this is attorney Nick Pasolacqua. The team of attorneys I have assembled at Pasolacqua Associates has been carefully hand-picked to include the best trial attorneys in the particular areas of the law that we practice. Have you been charged with DWI or any other crime? Members of our team include former assistant district attorneys now fighting to protect your rights 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you or someone you love been seriously injured in a motor vehicle accident? Members of the team at Pasolacqua Associates include former insurance defense attorneys now fighting to ensure that you get every penny you're entitled to. If you need legal help quick, don't waste your time or money calling anyone else. Remember, for legal help quick, you better call Nick and the team at Pasolacqua Associates. 315-500-NICK or 315-500-6425 or visit cnytriallaw.com today.